Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Eminem, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, and Chris Somnies. Ultimate Spider-Man. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the march to uh, a pretty significant event in this run. We are covering uh, Volume 3 of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, a.k.a. The Death of Spider-Man Prelude, which I hate that it's called this. I yeah, hate that too. it's called this. <laughs> it's it's really, it's it casts a dark shadow over everything, sometimes in a good way, mostly in a bad way. I agree. But I of just course, it's a lame title. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That too. It's too wordy. But yeah. of course, I am joined by the only two men who I would trust to train me to be a spectacular ultimate superhero. First off, he's the man with the uh, Star Spangled Plan. It's Captain Malcolm Russell Nelson. You're not ready. I know. And he's <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> and the newest CEO of Stark Industries, the Iron Man himself, it's Jacob Brown. Hey, I'm here to pick up Peter Parker. Is this a bad Get out of my yard? Oh, oh, Get okay. out. You people oh, don't so, know who I thank am. You. Thank you for the directions. I'm going to go. Has there ever been a more Tony Stark moment than that in the history of comics? Is that yes. the most Tony Stark thing ever? Just like, hey, I'm, a, I'm here to pick up a kid. And oh. also uh, the most Aunt May moment <laughs> as well. Like she, there's no reverence yeah. for Tony Stark. She's like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, don't, don't go. Get get out. You're ruining our lives. It's that video of like what what's his name? Uh, like Michael Rappaport when that weird ass cat like is in his yard. It's like, get the fuck out of oh, here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. It's that fucking cat looking thing. It looks like grandma, the fucking thing. <laughs> like if you listener, if you've never watched that video, it's incredible. <laughs> if, if you watch that video, it will ruin watching uh, Only Murders in the Building season two for you, though. <laughs> will it really? Is he in uh, it? Yeah, he's he's in it. He's, yes. he's all throughout season two. But that's all I can think of is a video because that's all I can think of anytime I see him. I now. love Michael Rappaport. He is incredible. Yeah, yeah he's wonderful. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, we are talking Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. And I got to say, after we took the little break last week to talk some Ultimate Doomsday, after I got a little bit of distance, rethinking over the previous volume of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. It still fucking sucks and this is way better. <laughs> this, this volume is the closest to like old school Ultimate Spider-Man that you're going to get. Yes! And 100%. that's why I hate that they label it Death of Ultimate Spider-Man Prelude. And that's why I hate that this leads right to the Death of Ultimate Spider-Man. Because this uh, feels, feels like, like a fresh start. start. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This but feels I, like it's leading somewhere. But that also works perfectly because that's exactly how death is. True. You're like, not wrong. That is the most appropriate thing that the Ultimate Universe does. Is like It does surprise deaths where you don't expect them. It's just like, um, whoa, what the shit? Someone's dead now. But because, I wish that this had been treated like a surprise. I yes, wish. Yeah. That's the thing. Can you yeah. imagine they don't solicit the death of Spider-Man? And they just kill him in Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, whatever number. 
mm-hmm. it's just like that's the drop the news so like, the, the thing is though is that at, at that time no one took it seriously that was actually going to be the death of ultimate spider-man right no one of course. Knew it was the end of the book like no no one or no, no one no one you know until you get the solicitor for like 160 and then you know like okay it's actually the end of the book but it it still doesn't seem real right like there's no way that that's actually going to happen you know so they they play with that a little bit and you know even even with this kind of give you a feel that maybe there's just going to be a walk away you know it's the death of ultimate spider right it's going to walk away uh i think the somni issue does a lot to do that God, I, <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about that somni issue uh and- i thought this was a bit of a letdown Really? really? Yes, I did. Because uh, I thought it was a little too good for Peter to be getting all the things that he wanted. And I know that it's it's right for it to like set up and bring yeah. him back, bring him down and everything. But there's a lot of things in this that just don't feel like it's a prelude to the death of Spider-Man. If no, it, it I, does I, not. I can't, and, and I, it, yeah. I, and I think that speaks to what Malcolm was saying as well, because like, there is like knowing this knowing that the death is coming up this all feels like it's dramatic irony right it's that classic like oh god he doesn't know he doesn't know he's about to just like when everything is starting to go his way again this is Mm going to happen and i mean spoilers if you've never read it i've never read this this uh this book but i knew this was going on at the time that this was going on because It was everywhere. Everyone was yeah. talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, you know, followed that up in the 616 with a much less good version of that. That led to a much better story, which is Superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man Forever. But hey. I, I didn't know... If, if I didn't know this was going on, if this wasn't titled Prelude to Death of Spider-Man, yeah. this, I would view this book very differently. Yeah, same. Because I it's like be totally for it. Yeah, right. You know, because would, it feels you, you, like you okay, we're starting it. a whole new like we're gonna go another hundred issues. Yeah, like with absolutely. this team and this new status quo. But knowing that something's coming, knowing that the, the title of the volume is Prelude to Death of Spider Man, there is a cloud that hangs over literally everything. Which yes. again, in some places, is really fucking cool, and then uh, in others, is a huge bummer. A cloud or a death orb. Oh. My guy. My guy. Forgot about that. My guy. Days of Thunder. Go check it out. Death Orb. That marble is large. That marble is large. <laughs> That's honestly, what, reading this, I was like, Jesus, the marble's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's weird, but that's that's how I think of things now. I'm broken. Um, <laughs> that, you, just, uh, you just see death orbs everywhere you go and just like, oh, I that's see orbs everywhere. You heard it here first. The Days of Thunder officially broke us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jason A. Thanks, Jason A. Thanks, Obama. Uh, <laughs> But let's talk about this. Let's dive into this book because I am very excited. We've got two new artists joining the book in this uh, in this volume. First off, we're kicking things off with Sarah Pacelli, who would later on become a mainstay. No spoilers, but also spoilers. You know what's going on here. I love Sarah Pacelli's art. I really, I, yes. really do. Especially this era of her art. I, I yeah. really love her for Peter Parker in this uh, is very much reminiscing of um, 
it reminded me it, he just passed away it's uh wally who played leave it to beaver uh that's yes. what he kind of looks like oh to me. yeah 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 the big ears and stuff like that, that. yeah um <laughs> that's what kind of like was weird for this week for me was just like why does he look like the leave it to beaver brother from from back in the day <laughs> yeah no that's a, that's a really good read he has that all-american look he does yes he does. And Sarah Pacelli draws him in a way that he's got like a sick fade. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. like he's he's cleaned. His hair has grown out very well. Yeah. yeah it's from that sick. butchering they gave him. <laughs> which they do reference. And I love it. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about this. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man issue 15. Uh, we pick up with Peter and the Triskelion. Uh, to recap, you know, because it's been two weeks. Uh, some fuckery happened where Peter was replaced by the Chameleon Twins and ruined his life. They fucked his life, bro. They really did. They fucked and it. So <laughs> hard. <laughs> yes. And so uh, we pick up with Peter kind of dealing with all that. He's been staying in the Triskelion. Uh, Carol Danvers. Top cop. Thank you. <laughs> uh, is basically gives him like the whole like, Hey, look, I know you're going through a really hard time, but you have to go home. Like, you can't stay here anymore. And <laughs> so he goes home and continues to sulk. Um, Aunt May, who, again, is just the best, is like, she, even though she was duped as well, again, I have to stress this, the last volume we covered of the story, she knew that this imposter was not Peter. Yep. She was the first yeah. one to, to call it out. Yep. And so she is at his side, letting him know that, look, you survived. We're going to get through this. We have gotten through worse things than this. We will continue to get through worse things. You can do this. Meanwhile, we, uh, we pick up with our girl, Mary Jane Watson, who is also reeling from the events of last volume when some real icky stuff has happened to her. Um, you know... If she had a nickel for every time someone replaced Peter Parker and tried to make sexual advances on her, she'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but she'd it's weird that it happened nickels. twice. And it honestly, it's too much. It is. It's Once was too much. Too, 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 too much. Too many times. <laughs> and she is joined by someone else who was also wronged by this chameleon. The girl from the side of the tracks who uh just gives us the most perfect uh degrassi the next generation moment where we see oh my her God, coming yes. up from behind stops <laughs> and then just runs away and then comes back she's like no no no, you can do this you can do this all while mary jane has no idea i love this yeah yeah the, the sequencing of these scenes is really good because the peter ones are both him just in bed in the same position and someone talking to him and talking him down, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same kind of thing where MJ's, you know, it's the same sequencing. You know, you hold the same frame as the actions. Like, I, I love how this issue is depicted. It's genius. Totally agree. Also, I love how visually distinct Mary Jane and Gwen are from each other in Sarah Pacelli's art. Yes. Not that, like, there was ever any problem with that with any of the previous artists but there's something about it that i really really like i like yeah. how 
uh mary jane has kind of a rounder face and gwen's more slender mm-hmm. it just it's nice it's nice to see female characters drawn that don't always look the same also yes. and this has been a thing Great for brand. the entire ultimate comics run the fashion i think the, the fashion, fashion really... the fashion the fashion, fashion. Uh, I love the very distinct styles of both of them. Um, and how they've stayed consistent. And how they well. stayed very consistent. Goth yeah. Gwen, again, a serious problem for high school Eric. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, continuing serious problems for the high school versions of us. Yeah. I'm, about, yes. <laughs> I'm about Mary Jane, the nerdy, the nerdy girl wearing a tie. Yeah. The tie and vest uh, combo. The tie and yeah. vest combo. I'm like, oh, it's problems for Jacob. Yeah, the, yeah, the junior reporter. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. yes it is. Yeah, that's the lowest Malcolm lane of it all. Young Malcolm, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. But I love this scene because you get to see Gwen and Mary Jane continue to show why they were such strong friends before all of this happened they just get each other they understand yeah and you get to see another through line again feeling like classic ultimate spider-man of gwen just believing the entire world is ending and the sky is falling yep yep gwen stacy yeah. ultimate gwen stacy is a dramatic bitch and i'm here oh for my it. god i, I mean she's very dramatic <laughs> like rightfully just so like it, everything that she's gone through in her technically two lives um yes. she has room to be traumatized to be dramatic but god damn is this a like days of our lives level meltdown yeah she this loves a real drama, it's sure. a real soap opera yeah i, I was waiting team. for like the cutaway to be uh a commercial time I'm like we'll be right back and so are the days of our lives <laughs> <laughs> but i love that it ends you know, Mary Jane talks her down just in the same way that uh, Aunt May was talking down Peter. Gwen just gives her a big old hug and then just runs off. Again, it's very Degrassi, the next generation, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of uh, talking down, we've got uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he's visited by Big Chad Thoughtboy. Mm. Love to see it. Ben Yurick. Mm. Ben Yurick has only gotten more attractive as this comic has gone on. It's, <laughs> it's starting yeah. to get pro it's starting to become a problem. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. I, I, yeah. There's a bit that. later where he like half ignores Peter. And I was like, damn, I wish he would half ignore me. What <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn daddy. Yeah, but yeah, him just like in in the bottom panel of this page, him standing with the thumbs in the pockets. Yes. Yeah. The blazer kind of pushed back. Like yeah, perfectly accentuating his cock. Yeah. He sure. knows how hot he, he is. Exactly. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. He's giving me very much uh <laughs> I hate to say this, but Nicolas Cage from uh, the failed Spider Superman lives uh, kind of look. Yes, like, a little like, bit with the blazer like, and the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. like Clark Kent. You know that that's just, this is what he would look like if he was. Clark yeah, Kent. no, you're you're right. You're yeah, right. listeners. I, if, I like to think that his hair is like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible too, though. Yeah, like he's got that hair, and it's yeah. good. It's real good. Yeah, listener, if if you weren't aware, um, at a certain point in time. There was supposed to be a Superman movie in the late 90s where Nicolas Cage would have played Superman. And it was going to be awesome. And directed by Tim Burton. At one point, and then it was going to be, it was written by Kevin Smith, uh-huh. directed by the legendary framer himself, John Peters. Yep. And uh, <laughs> yep. Directed it to was, the stars. It just, <laughs> and 
it didn't happen but the there's a lot of like behind the scenes footage showing the test fittings for Nicolas Cage as both Clark Kent and Superman and Nicolas Cage who is a gigantic Superman fan he named his son Kal-El Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. he, He's the only person in history to have bought two copies of Action Comics one because which one is egregious them. and it makes me angry because yeah. I will never own Action Comics number one. It's but because he has two of them. This week, this week, yeah. What? Yeah, the facsimile came out this week. I gotta go. I... <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. There was a whole test fitting footage of him, and he loved the idea of Clark Kent wearing like a blazer and a Mickey Mouse t-shirt, not really knowing how to dress right. He's got like one long sock, one short sock. Like it was it was a very interesting uh, vision of the character. And that's that's what Jacob's referencing here. And I think that's that's spot on. It really is (laughs) Uh, with a little little dash of current Keanu Reeves. Yes. Uh, but the main factor of this is that Jonah survived the gunshot to the head of last volume. And this kind of begins to do what I, one of the reasons I love this volume so much, which is completely clean up and wipe away all of the things that happened in last volume. They are <laughs> correcting things. They are, they realize this was a miss. Eric didn't like this. So we're going to fix this for him. <laughs> and, and this is where I have a problem with this volume is that I wish so I think Jonah should have died I think it would I'll have take. been more dramatic and it would have been really like um, a real difference in the fact that like he it felt like his arc was complete because of the fact that he forgave Spider-Man after uh, during the events of the ultimatum. And then in the last volume, you know, he found out who Spider-Man was. And it was when that bullet hit him, I was just like, oh, my God, this may be the most dramatic and best volume in the whole run because of the fact they finally killed Jonah. I have never seen somebody just blatantly attempt to kill Jonah. And now here we are, him still alive and everything. And I like that he's going to, like, do what he's going to do in this volume. But to set it up for that dramatic irony but i think it would have just been more powerful if like because i've never seen anybody try to like kill jonah like actually like that like actually do it like that would have been really but it's a but it's a lot more like outlandish usually they send a robot after him right exactly but that was kind of my problem with it And, and we talked about this two weeks ago when we covered the last volume like i didn't like how if they had killed him like that i would have been pissed because okay. like it's yeah. so unceremonious for that character and like we we're talking earlier about how like yes that's how death really is but peter does not as far as i from what i understand peter doesn't just get offed by a bullet like no. yeah that would have been a disservice to his character to jonah's character and to set up kind of the stuff that we would see later on in the slot and zadarsky runs of yeah. Jonah knowing yeah. and deciding I am going to now become part of your operation. I'm your fucking <laughs> hype man. <laughs> I think it's genius. Yeah. And I, I wish we I still love it though. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And that and that all starts yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Which I is really... love this. Yeah. This is just uh JK Simmons just like like doing what he was meant to do, like the full character arc that would have been happened if he was like put into uh 
the the rest of the series, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wish is what they would have done. Yeah. Uh, this is J.K. Simmons at the end of Spider-Man 2, right before the suit gets stolen. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man was a hero. Begrudgingly. I drew him away. One of uh, the greatest scenes of movie history. He's, <laughs> he stole my suit. He's a menace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want, I want Spider-Man. Spider-Man with the spinning <laughs> newspaper. He's back. And then iconic. People, iconic. if you don't like those movies, you're just not go fun. Back and re-watch them because yeah. they are comic books. They are perfect comic books. They really are. Those 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 first two movies are. They like, just they get it. All three of get them. it. They all three it. of all them three are. are very comic. I, Yes, the they're very comic booky. I will say that <laughs> to varying degree degrees of quality. Three is good. Spider-Man three has three the greatest good. ending to a trilogy in fuck yes. comic book in comic book movies. Yeah, so, actually, that's, um, yeah. For all the problems that that third movie has, it has the best ending. Fuck yes, out of those three movies. Anyway, the only thing that back, could redeem James Franco. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just hey, a sensor. <laughs> How's that pie? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Doing the most. Okay, so <laughs> so back in Midtown High, uh, we see real awkward. Pete, Mary, and Gwen are all in class in a literal triangle. A literal triangle. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love the teacher talking through all of this because this is totally me as a teacher. If yes. I was like teaching this, does anyone know where that quote is from? Anyone? <laughs> Fuck, guys, come on. Fahrenheit 450. Jesus. That would be me because that's like my second favorite book of all time. So I would <laughs> really of all time. Interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah, I love really Fahrenheit 451. I think it's, it's a great book. Great two-thirds, book. Two-thirds, uh, so so TV show. I really hate yeah. to. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull this out real quick. Pull. I love. I only knew about this book because of um, the famous Jet Jackson TV show made an episode about this. <laughs> oh, and it was that's a big, amazing. And it was about yeah them burning books in oh, the town, shit. and it was just mirroring the book. And I was like, oh my god, I gotta read this book because it's like I've never heard anybody burning books before. Great <laughs> pull. Yeah. Great pull. Yeah. You're welcome for that. Listeners, <laughs> if you haven't read Fahrenheit 451, you could either A, read Fahrenheit 451, or you could watch Equilibrium, which is the same vibe. It's the exact Ooh. same vibe, and it's a much oh, yeah. better movie exact than same vibe, the, uh... But with Gunkata. Yeah. Which is fucking and, cool. And Christian Bale, right? That's yeah. What got him, yeah, it's Christian got him Bale versus Tay yeah. Diggs, which yeah. is awesome. Great. <laughs> oh, so good. Great movie. Tay Great Diggs. movie. Great actor. Christian Bale's okay. And okay, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but we see that the uh, love triangle gets a new corner because we have a brand new transfer student, Lana Baumgartner. Oh. Lana Baumgartner, as we've established, sometimes is uh, goes by Lori for some reason. She will never go by Lori again. It's she will go long. by Lori in my heart forever. <laughs> That's Lori Baumgartner for the rest Lana. of time. It's Lana. <laughs> Lana is an assumed name. Lana, Lana is, with the ascot. Lana with the ascot. Lana with the good ascot. 
She Lana is. Lana looks good at Ascot. Look at it. She's got a fucking. She's wearing an Ascot in 2011. How bold! Like Fred Jones would be proud. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like perfectly tied to. Like, I've never so seen a, an Ascot tied perfectly like that. Is. No, especially not on a teenager. I love her. <laughs> she's iconic. I'm going to now refer to her as the girl who's a fucking bombshell oh, for the rest of this. Good. But you have to censor it. You have to. Yes, censor I have to censor it every yeah. time. Yeah, that's so good. I love that's, that. So we're we're gonna run this back. We're gonna run this back. I just, it's a gift. I just came wow, up with that's this. Wonderful. So that was genius. Here we go. Uh, they get a brand new transfer student. The girl who's a bombshell. Hell yeah! It's Lana Baumgartner, also known as Lori Baumgartner. No, she's just Lana. She's Lana Lori. She's Lori Baumgartner. Uh, she's a brand new transfer student, and as Peter knows, she's also bombshell. Which is a problem. Though I guess not technically a problem because without her mom near her, she doesn't have any powers. So mm. we see immediately, immediately, uh, Connor Kent, I mean, uh, Johnny Storm <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is having a uh, brotherly powwow with uh, Pete and Bobby Drake because Bobby, of course wants some of that bombshell he's like i am going to ask her out and johnny for some reason is the voice of reason here right <laughs> he's like this is a problem you understand that's a problem and so pete decides okay i am going to we're we're gonna we're gonna just get this out of the way we're gonna rip the band-aid off so he goes over to lana and tells her hey i know who you are <laughs> no respect for the secret identity is nope. ultimate Peter Parker. And he basically. Hi. <laughs> you have a guest? Yeah. yeah. My, my cat, my cat, Barbara, is a, uh, she's a big bombshell fan. Barbara? Yeah, Barbara. Babs for short. We'll get you, Barbara. Are you uh, going to get another cat and name it Buster? So that way you have Buster and Babs. Uh, no, if our, our next pet is supposed to be a corgi that we're going to name Bucky. So, <gasps> Bucky and Babs. So, oh, my that's, heart. But that's a, that's a long-term goal when we, oh. can, when we actually can live in a place that allows dogs. Oh, so just that's, that's the goal, long-term goal. And so Lana talks with Pete and they come to an understanding like, I'm not going to out you. You're not going to like he doesn't tell her, hey, I'm also Spider-Man, which is kind <laughs> of a dick move. Uh, Basically saying, I know you, but you don't too really many people me. know that he's Spider-Man. I, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I just think it was it was kind of a it was a dick move. But we see this again, <laughs> crazy good framing. The two of yeah. them talking and then the camera just pulls back to see Gwen and Mary Jane Scooby-Dooing around the side, <laughs> looking at the two of them talking. And this is going to be a problem. Yep. Because oh, Gwen- be like, Wait a second, why the fuck is he talking to her? Gwen's just like, I up. guess he's just going around kissing everybody and walking <laughs> away. Uh, but we, we see that 
Mary Jane isn't as phased, which I think is a, it's a tool we'll save for later. Mm. Uh, later on, we see her in the science lab or in the uh, little reporting journalism lab and Pete comes to talk to her. And they have this great conversation. And I missed these. I missed these frank conversations between Pierre uh-huh. and Mary Jane. Yes. yes. My personal biases aside, this is as good an indication of why the two of them are perfect for each other. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And the reason that it's so perfect is because they tie it with a bow of Mary going, Peter, go find your girlfriend. And walks away. I fu- I just, oh, I love it so much. It's the best. I really, truly love it. Which um, is a perfect little tee off for the next page where we find out he's literally going to have to find her because, because is fucking dipping. Gwen's on the run. She leaves. Bags are packed. Yeah. Just a little incredible Hulk down the street. Aunt May passes by in the cart. Gwen, not you. Not you. Go home, Aunt May. Go home, Aunt May. But Peter comes home to find that she's gone. Yep. And then we get to... Uh, we're we're, we're going to skip a couple issues. Uh, we're going to go from uh, issue 15 to issue 150. Legacy oh numbering, baby. The Legacy numbering. Anniversary. 150 issues of Ultimate Spider-Man. Guys, how does that feel? That's We've so... done 150 issues. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a, lot a lot of Spider-Man. We've now officially done more issues of Ultimate Spider-Man than we did Invincible. Yes, we did. Oh, that's God, that's horse true, shit. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, hor- it's horse shit, but that we did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel you, buddy. I feel you. Still, you know what? still bitter. Still bitter no, a year hey, after this. You know what? You know what? That Invincible season is going to live on in infamy for us, truly. Oh, yeah. Truly. Oh, we yeah. had a quick, quick shout out to... Uh, to Doug and Cole on Twitter for every kind of geek and critical rants on YouTube, go subscribe to them. Mm-hmm. Who uh, lamented the fact that uh, that we may never truly get to hear Conquest say "almost there" in the way that it should. <laughs> uh, we'll always have the book club. I I appreciate the respect that. you lay at our feet. It it really it, it means a lot. There's 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 a certain magic to that first it season. Is. Yeah. But yeah. speaking of magic, this uh, real quick, this cover art is really great for the 150th. It's great. a wrap around cover. My favorite is Morbius right stab in the middle. That is like that is <laughs> like what is it doing there? Morbius so, and Mojo yeah, in the like, middle. Weird, like <laughs> in so the middle. Weird. I really love, love it. Also, I do love our uh, our our clony boys up in yes. the upper left. Yep. Yes. Love yep. to see them. So love love uh, to see them again. I love that Suntress is just off to the side underneath the black cat. He's, yeah. It's like he's black cat's boob, and that's really funny. Suntress to be amazing. It's oh, so and good. we get to see uh, our favorite kung fu crime fighting duo, Danny it's Rand, Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's true. Danny Rand looking real bad, though. Just looking 50 years old. 
That's a Danny Rand who's been <laughs> eaten by the guilt of his actions. That yeah. is a Danny Rand who, in our universe, the Iron Fist was actually Ultimate Justin Hammer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The, the Flamefield Arms. Wait, he's not on here. Justin Hammer's not on here. That's because he's dead. Okay, but <laughs> so are half these other people. Yeah, so uh, issue 150 uh, starts off. <laughs> we, have also, a few different, we got a few different artists on this issue, and we should shout them out now. We should. Let's do it. So we've got uh, David oh, LaFuente, boy. Sarah mm-hmm. Pacelli. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got on here? Joel Jones? No, we don't. Doing Spider-Man and Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, is that what Joel Jones, motherfucker? Is that? No. That's Joel Jones? Yep. We also have. That looks nothing like Joel Jones' art. Well, I mean, this was 10 years ago. God, you're fucking right. Uh, A little bit more than that now. (laughs) Yeah, more than that. Because this was, this actually came out in like 2010. So this was, this was fucking 12 years ago. Uh, we wow. also have Jamie McKelvey, and we also have yes. Scott Young. Scotty Young, my oh my god, I'm so happy, Scotty Young. <laughs> it rips. This adding issue them is to the list, so good. This is like some of my favorite. Oh man, ah, oh, this that this was a really good issue. This <laughs> is this was so this issue when it came out. This was my first exposure to Jamie McKelvey. And I was like, whoa, mm. who is this guy? And I went and read Jamie McKelvey's stuff after this. <laughs> he rolls. He rolls up. I, I learned of Jamie McKelvey purely because of this issue. I was like, oh, I don't know who this guy is, but he draws good. <laughs> Gave us one of the best X-Men redesigns with the kid X-Men and X-Men Blue. Mm-hmm. That that Cyclops design is still Chef's Kiss. I will Cyclops cosplay that. Is good. That it's Cyclops good design. design one day. It's a great design, even. Um speaking of great designs. I want to design myself as our villain that we're fighting over here. Is the this, Ringer! Is this your yeah. fashion icon of the week? I mean... He's not not the fashion icon of the week. Exactly. Guys, yeah. the Ringer is fucking cool. <laughs> he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's pretty it's cool. His powers yeah, are dumb, but he's pretty this cool. This first page yeah. is so chaotic. <laughs> I love it, yeah. It's so good. We have no idea what's happening, and there's there's something kind of beautiful about that. Yeah, it's just yeah. rings everywhere, and then some dude doubled over in front of him like he got hit in the chest with a ring. It's like, oh. <laughs> you know what? I, I am I am gonna say I'm a little disappointed because this isn't the shocker. Yeah, yeah. I, it should have been the shocker. Yeah, uh, I agree with can, that. Can I? Can I? Can I say I actually don't think it should be because this is a joke, and the shocker isn't a joke anymore. Yeah, After you're, last you're right. Saw, you're right. That's we right. we can't treat the shocker as a joke anymore. You're right. That's but right. I just the, the opening lines. How do you find me? How do you do it? That's that's a shocker line. Like, yeah. How do you keep finding me? Yeah. That was one of the running jokes in the critically acclaimed Ultimate Spider-Man video game, where you yep. always find the shocker doing a crime, and he's like, yep. "How do you keep finding me?" Uh, as a side note, by the way, uh, we have officially hit double digits in the amount of names that I have to do in our intro now. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> We're going to be here for 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh, Spidey is able to dispatch uh, the ringer. 
though not without some serious property damage. I guess you could say, I'm, I guess you could say Spider-Man put the ringer through the ringer. That, ah, Jacob, 10 leave. out of 10, five comedy points. That was, that was fucking wonderful. I, I'll see myself out. Oh, I was going to just walk. Okay. <laughs> five, five points. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. You got to hold on to those. Those roll over. Yeah. 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 I could get that sandwich at the end of the day. Also, I don't <laughs> remember Spider-Man being this clumsy when it came to property damage. He yeah. has not been. Which I think is interesting because it feels like we're kind of rolling him back. Yeah. In this issue specifically. Uh yeah, I, to I totally earlier got days. That. Especially like especially like this um this scene where he's just like all of the fire and like all of this all of the the, the, the cars are spewed and everything and him just casually going like, well, you know, uh, I guess that's how you beat up the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And so we see Carol Danvers, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., who's having a meeting with the Ultimates. Uh-huh. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, showing what would later on go to be their film fonts an Iron Man just wearing the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man one armor. I <laughs> love that. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> That's a great choice from Sarah Pekele. <laughs> just be like, yeah, this is going to do it. Also, again, the the weird aging up of certain people. Steve looks 80 years old in this frame. In, in that frame, frame. He, looks, he looks old. He looks like old man Steve. Yeah. But we see that uh, Carol is having a meeting with Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor to basically say, look, Spider-Man is becoming a problem. I need you three to decide what we need to do about it. And each one of them has a story to tell. So we pick up with Tony Stark, apparently drawn by Joel Jones. And that's still, that's, incredible to me wild how i i hate to say it isn't it kind of wild how good she's gotten (laughs) yes yeah i don't like i'm not shitting on joelle jones's art in this issue but between her art here and her art in something like the recent wonder girl series there's no comparison yeah i think she's gotten better with perspectives because all the far shots everybody looks really small every everybody's got little legs Everybody looks like children. And everyone's faces are like hyper detailed and large. Yeah. It's kind of wacky. Yeah. It's, I I don't know. But we see that uh, Tony Stark is given a little uh, Stark Expo show off. That I guess he is donating some armors to the New York Hall of Science in Queens. Yeah. Because why not? Because why not? That's a good idea. When somebody shows up, it's a big laser guy, which I think is hilarious because this is clearly ripped from Iron Man 2. Yes. What yes. is weird? What's his board? What's his board? What's his <laughs> you, board? Want, you want your what? Your, my, your, my board. What? Like, my board. board? What, kind, what bird does he mean by that? Okay, we'll get your bird. All, all sorts of birds. No, I want all my birds. bird. <laughs> okay all right we'll, we'll work it out we'll, we'll, we'll work it out god i hope he pops up in that thunderbolts movie he needs he needs to be there he oh deserves god. it so uh, specifically justin hammer not not whiplash whiplash is dead 
Oh, 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 I thought you meant whiplash. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we see <laughs> that uh, this knockoff whiplash is going after Tony, of course, because that's his deal. Uh, when Spidey shows up and he's getting knocked around, Tony escapes outside. I thought for sure when he like ran over to the limo, I thought for sure we were getting that suitcase suit up scene. But no, oh, he's just got like the little uh, little portable repulsor ray that we see him having uh, in Civil War, which is the coolest thing. Yeah, like in all of his MCU stuff, the coolest pieces of his of Tony Stark's kit are the suitcase armor and the little like watch that turns into a handheld repulsor ray in Civil War. Like those right. are the two coolest things. The the techno gadgets of Tony Stark are like the best that they, yeah. they they really actually did really well in terms of like Tony Stark, which just like his little gadgets and gizmos were like the best kind of things where you're just like, damn, I want one of those. <laughs> and so uh Whiplash goes to blast him when Peter pops in wearing the ultimate Iron Man armor, at least the chest, shoulders, and helmet of it, to block the blast. He gets zapped, uh, drains all of Whiplash's energy, and puts him out of commission. And uh, that's Tony's story. He's like, he's quick quick as a whip, smart, can think on the fly, and he's a good kid. And then we come to Cap. And this is interesting, right? Because we've had Cap interact with Spidey before in this Uh book. And it's been largely positive. And anytime that Cap has popped up in Ultimate Spider-Man, he's written very much like 616 Cap. Until now. Until now, because he has shifted into Ultimate Captain America. He is Uh, Ultimate Captain America mode. Also, I noticed in this, uh, at the end of every issue, and even in these volumes, it shows like, oh, do you like this? These are the current Ultimate books going on right now. The Jason Aaron (laughs) Ultimate Cap book is going on at this time. Yes, it is. Uh, As is the, uh, I believe, the Hickman Ultimate Thor book. Ultimate Thor, yes. Uh, Both of which are bangers. Yes. And we see uh, Cap story, illustrated as we previously said by Jamie McKelvey. Mm. And we see Cap Mm-mm-mm. in pursuit of some uh, some dinguses. I believe they look like AIM guys because they've got the color scheme and they look yeah ridiculous. They are. They are. Yeah, yeah. they're AIM guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point, they blast the helicopter that Cap is in. Uh, Cap gets them out, and he's got himself a little jetpack. He's got himself a fun little jetpack. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's he, he's got the little Captain Carter jetpack. Yeah, um, he does. Universe of Madness. Um, the helicopter goes down, but it is uh, saved by Spidey's webs. Uh, Spidey tries to go and help Cap, but unintentionally keeps accidentally <laughs> like getting in Cap's way multiple <laughs> times, and it's hilarious and slapstick. There's uh, no, uh, for the listeners, this, there is no sound in any of these boxes during Cap's recaps. There's no, like, there's no, like, dialogue. There's no uh, onomatopoeia. Yeah. It's just just straight panels of action, but yeah. uh, back to back. That's, like, I love, I love, like, uh, 
moments like this where they just don't bother with any of that and they just let the artwork just explain everything that's going on yeah that is a great point there's an awesome moment where spidey goes to web one of the guys a second after cap punched him and accidentally webs cap in the eyes and just the look that (laughs) spidey gives just it's that ooh, sorry about that (laughs) um and then ultimately we see that uh spidey Thanks. Uh, Spidey goes to kick one of the guys after with a ray gun. Ray gun flies up, shoots the car behind Cap, blows up behind him. He runs into Spidey. Both of them get caught on the web, and we just we get the very first uh, line of dialogue in the story, which is Spider-Man going, "Big fan." Cap just looks at him, and in a very ultimate Cap way, he's just idiot. And Spidey goes, "I know." <laughs> so. Bum, 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 that's that's exactly the theme. I think it's important to note that this story is coming from Cap's point of view. Yes. Yes. Because I I have a feeling that things don't play out like this as they would because Cap doesn't have an understanding of Spider-Man's spider sense. Right. So he naturally would think that it, because the spider sense would avoid a lot of this. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's important to point out that yeah, this is coming from Cap's point of view. All, now entering the room ultimate cap has a bias against cap uh, against you know spider-man for some reason and i think he's coloring perception a little bit you know what that is a great point that i didn't catch the first time looking through it but now looking at the page where uh cap's eyes have been webbed he gets punched by the aim guy and as he's pull as cap's pulling the web off the aim guy has the laser gun out pointed at cap and Spidey swings in and kicks him to stop him from shooting yeah. Cap. But it just so yeah. happens that the laser goes and blows up the, the car behind him. It yeah. just happenstance, you know? Yeah. 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 That was a yeah. great, great point. So Cap is perceiving this in a certain way. Yes. And so, also, I love this t-shirt on Cap. Mm-hmm. It's just his it, ultimate costume. Just and I'll tell you before. what, I want one. Same. Yeah, I think that is something that should be uh, marketed all the time. And so uh, we see that Cap doesn't think he's ready. So that's one vote up, one vote down. And then we come to Thor, who starts his story. It was a day like any other. And then we get our third guest artist. One Scotty Young. Yes! Who again, uh, this is this feels early in his art too, because yeah. his art has evolved. It's very, uh, well. very it's very sketched. Uh what do you call it? It's very heavily sketchy. Very, yes. very much so. Yeah. And so we see uh at the uh which which museum is this? Moma. Uh, you right. You're right. There's a Norse mythology exhibit going on. One of the pieces of which being Loki's helmet just is there. Yeah. Kind of wild. Uh, and this was during uh, Pete and Gwen's happy days as a couple, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, this random hobo busts in, takes this rock, and becomes the man gog. And I immediately had trauma flashbacks. Yeah, right with you. <laughs> I, because I, seeing I, the man gog after doing our Days of Thunder series, I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, everyone's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, I was immediately, I had to stop actually. 
I had to put this down. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, oh God! I, like, oh, I had to stop here. The death of Spider-Man. Got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. No, I was like, oh, the death's right here. Is this what's happening? This is <laughs> it's it. going to happen. Where's Jane Foster? Where's she going to pop up in this? <laughs> <laughs> so we see the man Gog shows up. Peter goes to change, and I love, I love the sequence. He runs into a broom closet, changes into his spider costume. Just him pulling his leg out of his jeans, like with yeah. the spider costume. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and goes to open the door, and immediately it gets busted in on him as the man god begins to attack. Uh, but then Thor shows up. Gives Holy us a nice... Uh, that page, awesome. That, yeah. So good. Gives us a real nice krakoom. <laughs> And Thor's Thor's look ultimate Thor rules. Ultimate, ultimate Thor, Thor continues so cool. to rule. Yes. Yeah. God, he's so cool. Yeah, he's good. Bring him back. He, love, love every bit of angle and and design of each character in this sequence, by the way. Love, love the man gog's design in this, as well as yeah, uh-huh. Spider-Man and Thor. It's just so very oh, that ah, iconic love Kirby Scotty design. Young. It's timeless. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, when Malcolm and I eventually reboot the Ultimate Universe, the yep. third book after the Doctor Strange and Spider Woman books is going to be Ultimate Thor. Yep. Can I be in charge of that? I'd like to be in charge of that, please. Yes. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good. Sounds no. good. Done. All right. Uh, so Thor, this was an example of him and Spider-Man doing good. They helped. And there's this great moment where Spidey like is just like, hey, uh i just i'm 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 really thanks for helping me out and thor says you are just a child a funny child and brave and it he sees the goodness in him yeah yes and so we get i love i love spidey's reaction to that it's like oh you god of thunder (laughs) (laughs) and i love that the art shows the snort yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. You can tell just in the face that he's doing the snort. Yep. Even if you don't have a little <laughs> snort bubble, like, next to it. That's so cool. <laughs> and so we see that there's two thumbs up, one thumbs down. Cap wants him to be grounded. Both uh, Tony and Thor believe that he has a lot of good. He has a lot of upside. He has a lot of potential. So we cut over to Queens where we see uh, our three knuckleheads, the three stooges, mm-hmm. Pete, Johnny, and Bobby, <laughs> coming to the Parker household and finding black vans. And again, trauma. Yeah. Yep. Because we know when there are authorities at the Parker household, it usually means someone has been murdered. Yeah, how many times has this happened now? (laughs) And how many times will this continue to happen? Bendis, you're doing this on purpose. (laughs) God. And so Pete comes in to find uh, Aunt May with Carol and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it looks like Carol and Aunt May had a pretty pretty productive conversation where they agreed that Pete needs help. He's just a teenager. And so they've decided... Peter Parker, you're going to superhero school. Hell yeah. Welcome to Sky High, buddy. (laughs) Hell yeah. And they really missed the boat. This is where I reveal what the title should have been 
instead of prelude to death of spider-man this should have been ultimate comic spider-man volume three my hero academia that's what this should have been called eric is oh my god i didn't think about it but that's literally all it is that's all that's what this should have been it makes sense the title slaps yeah Mm, okay damn that's this is literally just my hero it's just the the fucking like internships that they do it's the hero internships it's the work studies yeah it's the work studies holy shit you're right (laughs) we just realized my hero so much because it's just ultimate spider oh my hero is great my My partner and i just finished season four so we are uh, all the way caught up anime wise hell yeah um go watch if you haven't lately go watch my hero academia it rips um i don't know if you guys have this in the uh 150 (sighs) issue but there's also ultimate spider-man super special number one yes so Um, no (laughs) and this is this looks like a collection of older stuff this is uh the super special was uh individual issue that came out um and they're just reprinting it here uh but you could tell exactly when this came out this because this is old stuff it's all old time stuff yeah so the first story is that meeting with blade that we saw in the blade crossover where we see the vampire right. thing freaks uh, out. yeah we we see that so this is that that's what was alluding or that was alluding to this so this this the super special came out in like 2004 some shit Jesus, like that. Like okay. it came out a long time ago oh yeah um so you get that meeting. And uh, we also, you can tell that this is early because we have 616 versions of literally everyone else except Spider-Man. Yeah, the Fantastic Four to show up. Uh, Electra. Yeah. Electra uh, is just 616 Electra. Also with one of the most egregious cheesecake moments in a comic book where they have yeah. Electra, you know, laying down in a sniper position. When Spidey shows up, the panel is purposely just showing right up her crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Guess why? Look who drew this segment. Who drew the segment? Oh, it's Frank Cho. Oh, of course. Uh Oh, of course. That makes sense. (laughs) That's why. That's why the sweat looks weird on Electro's face. Anyway. (laughs) God, Uh, you're right. Yeah, that is weird. Um, We also get this. who else is doing the art on this? Duncan Fedraco does the long faces bit. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Everybody looks Um, like they came from Arthur. Yeah, it's <laughs> got really long faces. Uh, and then we also get the uh, the first meeting between Spider-Man and Daredevil. Uh huh. Rest in peace, Ultimate Daredevil. Uh huh. When he like basically said, "You're a piece of shit, kid. Turn it in, or I'm gonna shut you down." Yep. Which we've seen that scene before as well. Yep. Uh, we also get the in one week you will come in here and be a superhero, which we've seen that as well. Uh, we also get uh, Ultimates number one from Spider-Man's perspective. Yes. Of Cap being introduced to the modern audience. This is very interesting. Uh, and well, I, I don't know who this artist is, but I mean, it looks very like The Incredibles. Like, yeah, it's like kind of wild. Uh, then, yeah, then we get Fantastic Four, which is just 616 Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, early Ultimate Marvel was wild. Unexplicably. 
down to like really old school Sue Storm. Yes, (laughs) old school. Let me let's make some sandwiches. Yeah, Storm. Let's make some sandwiches. And then we get the return of Mark Bagley in this because we get to see the payoff. Yes, for the in one week you'll for all of the superhero presentations. Yes, Congress is the Punisher, which is wild. But you know what? By the end of this, I totally understand. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, And Peter gives this great speech for his presentation. And we get these great double page spreads Mm -hmm. of the Ultimates, of Pedro Pascal, uh, Doctor Strange. Goddamn right. Lifting Um, a heart with wings out of something, which is sick. So cool. Uh, Ultimate Iron Man, Ultimate Black Widow, who is, that's the worst Black Widow costume I've ever seen. This also is before uh, Black Widow shows up in Ultimates. So this is the same exact kind of Black Widow that we get in Ultimate Spider-Man team up. Yes. But is not what Ultimate Black Widow actually ends up being. (laughs) And then we see... uh, How did you guys get to see this, by the way? Because, like, I don't have that. Oh, the, the Comixology version. No, I don't have that in the Comixology version. I have no, there's no, yeah, there's no extra. It just goes straight from 150 to 151? 151, yeah, for me. That's interesting. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I have the digital issues on Comixology, so it's it's at least on the issue. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in the collection. That's I, interesting. I, yeah, it's I weird didn't that you don't it. have it. I don't have that. Uh, huh. You're not so, missing much. Yeah, it's, you're not missing. It's just like recap stuff. Yeah, it, it feels so recappy, but with a lot of like. I wonder if it's, it's like that whole celebration book. issue. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's like it has to do with something that I don't have a Kindle or like I'm reading it up on my phone and stuff. So that's why I don't, I don't think know. there should be a difference though. No, there yeah. shouldn't be a difference in the files. That's so weird. That is that so is weird. weird. It keeps um, happening. But it all culminates yeah. with Peter revealing that the hero that he did his presentation on was his dad. Which is really sweet. Oh, that's really sweet. So then we uh, we come to issue 151, aka part one of My Hero Academia, where we see a uh, reintroduction <laughs> to the black cat, Felicia Hardy. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Right. And we oh, cut yeah. to one month ago. All of this shit happened in one month. Yeah, Fucking here wild. comes... Here comes the whole like misorder timeline thing all over it's again. It's back, that baby. Time like. is a construct. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I so hate this part. It's one month from today. <laughs> not be not to be confused with the one month ago from the previous super special, nah, which was in fact this, no. two years ago at this point, <laughs> no. or le- less than two years ago. <laughs> not like this. Um, but we <laughs> see that black cat is going for an assassination attempt on the kingpin she's got her sniper rifle though strangely enough she isn't drawn in a way that you know the panel goes straight up her gooch weird yeah how weird, uh, weird how uh, artist sarah pacelli does that that said uh and if i may uh the lip bite panel that's a real problem for me anyway <laughs> welcome back to what oh, fuck we we gave it a different we gave it a different name no, you you gave it a different name last you week. Gave it a different name last week, and I don't remember what it was. Oh God, I listeners don't even remember. Write what it in and tell us what the new name is. Yeah, listeners, uh, write in. Tell us what the new name was because we can't remember it right now. Oh my God. But uh, I can't I'm remember. there. <laughs> yeah, she goes to shoot him dead, but someone beats her to it. 
and we get the scene of Mysterio killing the kingpin. And we see that, that she has a shot. The essence of leaving the kingpin as he gets like fired yeah, through, uh, through, the, good through the sniper, through the sniper lens. Yeah, that good is pull. so crazy. Yeah, like pouring out of his eyes. Yeah. Looks yeah. sick. And we see that Felicia Hardy could have saved us a lot of trouble. And she just <laughs> shot him in the head right there. Well, she couldn't have though. Well, as we as we're gonna out. learn later, yeah. But uh, she decides to leave him alone, and we cut to lunch today, not to be confused with lunch from a month ago, which was oh. as a beginning of this all right. comic Spider-Man. Like what? Um, don't do this again. So... You know what? Speaking of don't do this, Bobby Drake's appropriation is starting to become a problem. <sighs> I just yeah. shady Bobby Drake. I just yeah. feel like ultimate Bobby would think it'd be cool to call me a nigga, and that's not cool. Like, <laughs> I I feel like he would do it like all. Is the he <laughs> Malcolm? Is he that with a W in the beginning? Is that all he yeah. is now? Yeah, he, yeah. No, he is absolutely a perfect 2010 wigger for sure. <laughs> like he, he's wearing a do rag, and on top of that, a hat that just says "boy." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ultimate Bobby Drake sucks. <laughs> By the way... But at least he doesn't have the weird fashion sense of Ultimate Johnny Storm. Okay, wait a minute. Mean? Wait a minute on that. Wait a second. That is, that is a problem for high school Jacob. Because yeah, I feel like that's I, exactly Jacob's vibe. You know exactly why I, my vibe. You know why I'm going to say that it's weird? Because that Jacob. was my style in high school. <laughs> I wore a fedora for three out of my four years in high school. <laughs> Yeah. And looking back on that hurts me a little bit. Yeah. Because Malcolm, we've talked about before, I was also rocking the soul patch yep. with this fedora. Yes, yep. baby. Yep. That makes complete sense for uh, So you were giving Eric me Wall. all of the used car salmon vibes that are just like we have those plus, commercials plus, and stuff like that. Plus my uh my sophomore junior year, I had the long hair. So oh my God. I was straight Yakuza vibes. We're going around, <laughs> all of it. going around talking about how the, the driver doesn't pick the car, the car picks the driver. Yes. <laughs> yes. Except I, I, I wasn't brave enough to wear it all with the, uh, with the uh, Hawaiian shirts. I couldn't do it. I wasn't that brave. <laughs> oh my God. God. Early Ditko era, Eric was a, that was like an absolute goddamn treasure no he was not speaking from personal experience Uh, there's a there's a reason those issues are never going to be reprinted oh my god it's so funny that's good let's talk about how awesome this phone is (laughs) oh yeah no because i i mean we all had phones like that we did we i had this exact phone i had this exact phone slide slide up up. Yeah. yeah Mine was this, in chocolate. <laughs> so Johnny is uh, not surprised that Gwen left because he was, yeah. after all, he was part of the Fab Four. Yeah. The Beatles of superheroes. It's a lot of pressure yeah. on a girl. <laughs> Which is the delusion of Johnny Storm. Never give it up. God Never. damn it. Never give it up. Though also, yeah. at the same time, you're supposed to be with Jessica at this point, bro. What are you doing? Ciao. What are you mm. doing, Johnny? Bruh. What are you doing? Bruh. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. So they are joined by Lana Baumgartner, who has uh, decided to sit at the uh, He-Man woman-hating table. The, yep, three the Losers of them, Club? Yeah, the Losers Club. <laughs> yep. 
uh, we they sit down and we get that classic like again like the girl sits down and the boys all their jaws are dropped. Yep. <laughs> it's it's classic in a way that can also be read as really bad. Yes. So I can, I can see that. Yeah. Lana's like, look, don't tell anybody about my powers. I don't want to get fucking carted away. I heard about that bullshit that happened with that Kitty Pride girl, and I really don't need that. Yeah. And so yeah. they're like, you know what? We're gonna keep your uh we're gonna keep your secret. And Bobby just goes, What are you doing Friday night? Bobby is the bravest man in the world. That is true. To ask <laughs> this girl on a date, dress the way he is, and expecting <laughs> her to say yes. The bravest man in the world. Brave. What are you yeah. doing Friday night? <laughs> That's exactly how he sounds. He, canonically, he's still Bobby. <laughs> hey, can you want to go on a date with me? I'm Iceman. <laughs> I used to be an X-Man. This I got, a, I got a gun rack on my back. My dad put it on me. <laughs> Real quick, also, I really Do you to listen to 50 Cent? <laughs> he's my favorite rapper. <laughs> I love getting rich and die trying. <laughs> I know all the words to Slim Shady. <laughs> it's my favorite movie from 2000. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was robbed of the Oscars, but I love it. <laughs> my second favorite movie is You Got Served. <laughs> He's just walking anybody, the Oscars. Anybody what? like the Anybody like Friday? The Friday movies? They were my favorite. I love Friday. He's the guy who walks up in the hallway and just starts doing like the uh, the B boy step. <laughs> oh, oh my to God. people, like he's literally soldier boying everywhere he goes. <laughs> he is one hundred because this is in twenty ten, right? This so is this soldier. is one hundred percent soldier boy era. Soldier boy up in the That's why he's dressing. The... That's why he's yep. dressing the way he's dressing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. We, it out. we yep. finally figured it. We out. cracked the code. Oh yep. man, that's so nice. <laughs> um, I wanted to see. I'm only gonna hear that fucking voice out of Bobby Drake now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, maybe. And just, just somebody going, "God damn it, Bobby! God damn it, Bobby!" <laughs> uh, we cut to two weeks ago, so not the two weeks ago of a month ago at the beginning of this issue, nor the two weeks ago of the previous no. issue, but the two weeks of current day, which is no to more. Say, <laughs> uh, we see Felicia Hardy once again busting into uh the kingpin's office trying to rob something from his safe and she is met there by mysterio the two of them have a little uh tete-a-tete little battle where uh she is able to escape uh, Guys, however they're kind of sexy together I... they they've got instant chemistry they, yeah. they're kind of sexy together this yeah. is very very Clooney and Catherine zeta jones like this is this is intolerable the, cruelty the, like, this is this is very mr and mrs smith yeah. jolie and pitt yeah, yeah. it's kind of hot oh uh, yeah he even he even go i ab- oh god i can absolutely hear brad pitt just going like that would be hey, a good you know me that. cool that's yeah. uh it's crazy flattering thank you you're like, not taking it. They don't oh my god. Yeah. Early, like, like, wow. Brad Pitt as Mysterio like just after back Troy. In the day. 
yeah, yeah. 2000s Brad Pitt would be yeah. so good as Ultimate. Oh, it's this Mysterio for sure. Like, don't get so pity. Like, oh. the like one of the most handsome guys as put a fishbowl on his head. Like that's so funny. No, he to gets me. the flaming head. He gets, he gets the flaming, like, the flaming head. Hell yeah. yeah, the flaming head. Yeah. He, he even again a very Brad. But now that I'm hearing it in my head, it's like everyone's like perfect. Yeah. You think a woman has never lied to me before? Yeah. Like I was just uh, thinking that, like that's kind of perfect. That's kind that's of so awesome. good. Smith era Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> so they they beat the shit out of each other. Uh Black Cat's it's able to hot. escape. Again, yeah, you're right. It's kind of hot. And uh Mysterio goes back to find out what she was trying to steal, and it is left to the imagination for now. We see uh Aunt May is <gasps> leaving a voicemail at the park. Oh, this, this breaks my freaking heart. This, this is it. Because oh, this man. is, because this is, you know, what they stole for Amazing Spider-Man. One hundred percent. Yes. Come home, Peter. We need you. Like it, it's just home. what they stole for that. And then after she leaves, this incredibly heartfelt voicemail. There's a tap on the window freaking Aunt May out Gwen's there Gwen came back and she says she went to go find her mom remember that deadbeat mom Uh and she finds out her mom has a whole new life with a whole new family now Uh can can we do this can we do this just this little bit Uh, which bit uh, I thought maybe this was like all a sign i should try to fix things with my mom and then like i, I could could i be aunt may in this because i just like uh i just love the way she wraps things up after like sure when just shares this all right let's oh, i'll God, read this so hot i thought maybe this was all like a sign i should try to fix things with my mom except my mom there's nothing there to fix long and the short of it is she started a new family she found a guy with a couple of kids Oh, baby. I thought, I, I kind of thought she was ignoring me because she wasn't over my dad's death and I was just a reminder of it, but boy, she, she really doesn't give a shit about me. Come here. She cares about you. She actually told me that she doesn't really. And if I had a place to go, I should maybe go there. Well then, she's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like 100%, like, she Gwen had that moment in Shazam, yeah. one of the yeah. darkest moments in a superhero movie. The, the best dark moment in a superhero movie. Yeah, just and, a, I'm not interested. <laughs> like I'm not interested in having this this family with you, kid. Sorry. Yeah. And a, yeah. Aunt May, the salt of the earth, the greatest character, and at this point, with all she's been through and the way the hierarchy of power uh, in DC Comics. Now the editor-in-chief at DC Comics. Whoa, wait a second. Are you saying that the power hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change? I'm saying it already has changed. Ah! (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, in this universe, Dan Didio was a victim of Ultimatum. Oh, wow. That's ironic. Isn't it? So, Did he take a bunch of wing copies with him? He tried. Did he, he say, surely, if I'm dying, Dick Grayson's also dying? He surely <laughs> tried. 
but uh but Aunt May said no. We're now giving Nightwing the solo series and also making him Batman. It's the dawn of the new DCU. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a conversation about that. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but Aunt May never would have let the new Fifty Two happen. No, I'm just gonna say that right now. And they would have looked at that and said, no, Flashpoint is just a one-off event for the Flash books, and Dick Grayson will be Batman forever. Listen, I don't want to give too much away, but I think New 52 happens purely because Peter dies. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's it's the same year. It's 2011. Stay tuned next week where we are going to dive into that. (laughs) I think really because Peter dies. Do not let us forget that because we're going to talk about that. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, But Gwen and May just have this amazing moment. It's just really, really heartfelt. And again, reminds us of classic Ultimate Spider-Man. And then they get a visitor and it's Tony Stark in the Iron Man costume. Hi, I'm, showing I'm up. here for Peter Parker's after-school training. <laughs> Is this which, the right place? <laughs> which brings us to issue number 152. Uh, we see two weeks ago. Now, not the two weeks ago of a month ago. Not the two weeks ago of the day before the events of this, when uh, Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy had their, uh, their get-together. Nor the two weeks ago of the failed heist that Black Cat had with, uh, with Mysterio, but it's the two weeks ago of present day where we see uh, Spider-Man going into Mysterio's lair. We see that battle that they had originally where Mysterio blew up his base. Yeah. And we cut to today. Now, not the t- day of two weeks ago, nor Stop. the today of a month ago. <laughs> this is the today of today where uh, Iron Man is here and he is here to. Uh, he's he's standing on the doorstep saying, uh, "Hey, could Peter come out and play?" <laughs> well, fucking like you you can't be here. He's like, but you know who I am, though, right? Like, <laughs> no, no he's shit. Like, idiot. He's like, I'm he confused. Iron Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> and May just goes, "People don't know who he is. You're ruining our lives. You have to go." <laughs> Like, and then he, he just pulls the thank you for the directions kind citizen you are a huge help and he just blasts off in a very all might way yeah <laughs> yes and so uh they're just oh like God. and yeah oh lord we're gonna have to move again <laughs> i just i love this but do you do you think anybody noticed as like the, the neighborhood is all out the outside like looking <laughs> uh flashed a one week ago not the one week ago of two weeks ago nor the one week ago of a month ago this is the one week ago of today <laughs> where we find that uh black cat has infiltrated the formerly blown up uh mysterio's old hideout breaks into his secret stash and finds something something very interesting something that if it pull, if it was pulled out in a movie at this time you'd hear the music be like oh oh the uh, the ancient lamentations from the snyder cut yeah yeah sure yeah uh we it see just, yeah. we see that mysterio isn't dead he's there for the key 
the tablet of time. Oh. <laughs> also known <laughs> as the Zodiac Key. Mm-hmm. Um, and Malcolm mentioned earlier a panel that was a problem. The third panel down on this page where Black Cat is holding. Oh my God, the face is doing her left hand. That's oh, where she has her head turned. Like, that's a problem. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Uh, welcome back yeah. to the Simpcast, where we uh, podcast in a podcast where we simp all day and every day. Listen, black Cat. I've, I've never been a big Black Cat person. I get it with Ultimate Black Cat. She's you finally get it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and apparently this Zodiac key is very important because it does stuff. We don't know what stuff yet, but we know that it's stuff. It's the key to how the Kingpin had his power. Cut to today, Queens. Uh, we see one of the neighbors moving oh, immediately it's, so it's so he's like good. i am out of here like like i am leaving i said one more superhero flies over here and i'm moving she's arguing with her husband it's incredible i love can it. i tell you something i love that that's black people that's <laughs> exactly we are the ones who would be like no fuck that i'm out like <laughs> <laughs> just uh, if I see one more Michael Myers looking motherfucker in this neighborhood, I'm gone. Some pale white guy with a knife is just like waving at you. And like, and then like, like, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm moving. closing the door. We're moving. I'm gone. That's it. We don't, we don't take that shit. I need more moments like this in superhero movies, by the way. Like Normal people just thing. being like, no, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I promised you. I promised you if I see one more, it's like coming out. That's my favorite. It's like, she's We're moving to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens out there. Uh, and then we get, I want to ask you guys this next page. Uh, Gwen reveals that she's there as the three stooges head into the Parker household. What is Bobby Drake in the second panel? <laughs> jumping like, up that the- is the most gremlin looking Bobby Drake. <laughs> He's jumping Bang. up in the air with both feet, but going for One like this size. Like, like he's just like, yeah. come with me down to the river. Like, come got with a me. key in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> come with me. I, I, I scored tickets. I scored tickets to see Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you want a Drake concert? <laughs> Drake wasn't a thing yet. Maybe he was. Early, early days. Early yeah, days. Early, very early, early days. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, this he is a hell. That, he just did that thing with B- Justin Bieber because Justin Bieber's still like a child. Right. Yeah. yeah. 2010. Yeah. That was when yeah, I had yeah. my Bieber cut. I don't yeah. know about y'all. Uh, this is also a weird time to find out that Aunt May has super strength. Oh my god. Oh yeah, like what? He slams the phone shut and cracks the wall. Do that to me, mommy, please. <laughs> uh so we (laughs) we're all basically trying to figure out like hey what's going on here aunt may is just like your boy iron man showed up here and she goes shield is a bunch of thick-headed doofuses i love i mean is she wrong she's not wrong whatsoever where's the lie there's no lies uh, no lies detected you're, you're right because bobby drake bobby bobby drake uh bobby is like really drawn real hard because look at that face like on like uh, the bottom uh, uh, just like uh, uh, was all do you know what that face is that face 100 is the same face that, that guy's making on the corner of action comics number yes. one 
<laughs> running away as he both hands on the head. That's exactly yeah, the that best, face. The best face in comics. To this, the best face. Like that's what that face is. Honestly, it's, they need to replace uh, the scream, the masterpiece painting with that, with that face. guy. Snap. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It's still uh, the best face in comics. Yes, <laughs> you're not wrong. And so Gwen decides to pull Peter aside so that they can talk. Also, before we leave this page, this is how you know that this is 2010 because I had that exact same shoulder bag that Bobby, that uh, Johnny Storm has. Uh, the infamous bag? Yeah. The infamous bag, yes. Yeah, I, I still use bags like that. That lasted yeah. me senior year and most of college. Hell yeah. Uh, so... Gwen and Peter have this conversation, this long-awaited conversation where the two of them just immediately, you know, they hash everything out. Like, they love each other, but they can't be together. And there's this great moment where Gwen kind of parrots what she's been saying this whole time about, I forced you to date me. And Peter goes, look, hey, look. I dated you myself, okay? Like, you didn't force me to date you. I dated you because I like you. You're insanely cool and you're hot and you're awesome. That's why we dated. You're just going to have to live with that. And he's like, you're hot, but you're not that hot that I can't, you know, like, think for myself. And it's just, it's really nice. It's like, I, I especially love the follow-up from Gwen. of like, that's the first time you've ever called me hot. And he's like, I, I just assumed you knew that. Because <laughs> original, like originally, when we see her for the first time in Ultimate Spider-Man, she knows she's hot. Yeah. 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 And so but no one ever tells her that she's hot. And the, ugh, such good character writing. That's yeah. good writing. And she then responds, she's like, now I want to date at you again. And they just like there's lots of anime like faces here yeah yeah and he's he's also doing the capiche in this frame yeah. i didn't yeah. even realize he's like, he's like what scooby <laughs> like i want this frame now on a t-shirt yes like <laughs> this specific panel <laughs> <laughs> You want how much for a plate of spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, God. You go home. You could do so much with this. You're not using a stone fire oven? <laughs> <laughs> so they decide, look, we're broken up. We love each other. But that's like... I'm relieved that you're okay. And I just want you to be okay. And she says in the conversation, she's like, hey, look, do me a favor. When you start dating Mary Jane, not if, she says, when you start dating when? Mary Jane again, yeah. try not to do it in front of me. Just for right now, let me adjust. And I just like, I fucking love Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Ultimate awesome. 616, I don't give a shit. She's I awesome. love Gwen Stacy. And so they hug it out. He gets a call. Tony Stark's calling him. Hey, kid, we need you to suit up. It's training time. 
and <laughs> I love this conversation too, where he's like, uh, "Could you uh, could you please apologize to your grandmother?" She's like, "She's not my grandmother, but she's mad." He's like, "I'll buy her a car." Tony <laughs> <So he> starts <laughs> his love language is gifts. Like she won't take. He's like, "Sure, she will." It's like she won't. It's like, how about a muffin basket, crumb cupcakes? It's like done. done. Because <laughs> you know he already hit that button on the Iron Man armor to send them. <laughs> to send them, yeah. He's he got automated crumbs, cupcakes, Lexus, drones. Like yeah. add to cart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this too. This is a great full page spread to end the issue. Yeah, great teach stuff. You. Teach me. Who's gonna teach you? Yeah, I love For this. Awesome. Love, love the reflection of the lights of the city. Uh, giving that light under light to Spider Man swinging. That is like, mm-hmm. that is, I need a poster of that. And again, again another page signed by La Fuente because he knows how good it is. Uh, also, I, I'm assuming in your guys's versions, you have the next issue page. Yes, yeah, the I wish that school. was covered. That cover is so good. That that cover does roll, though. I also love the actual cover we get. Yes. Me too. It's a great cover. Great cover. Featuring right. our girl, Silver Sable. Yeah. Sable! Who I j- was just reminded by going through my hard drive the other day that you and I have a pitch for Silver Sable. Uh, Yeah, that's Do right. You remember that? I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. I forgot about it too. It's still a good pitch. Oh, shit. I listened I totally to it again. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, this... Uh, this this cover is great. It's basically got a fresh Sinister Six, really good stuff. And they love get, the lizard in that. Yeah. In the in the previously in Ultimate Spider-Man, it shows that panel of Black Cat. That is a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to years ago, though not yeah. the years ago of a month ago, though not the years ago of a week ago or two weeks ago, or even the years ago of yesterday. Years ago of today, we see in Cairo. It's the kingpin, and he is uh, doing a deal for this Zodiac key. And he says, basically, this thing has the power. It honors the request of its holder. And before kingpin knows it, everyone is wiped out. I mean, this is just Indiana Jones. Yes, Yes. it's Indiana Jones, which is great. And it kind of makes me sad that there wasn't more Indiana Jones glow popping involved in this. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. This is just an Indiana Jones sequence. Yeah. So Kingpin realizes, oh shit, he says no one can ever have this. He takes it and he runs. We cut to now. New York City. Where... New York City. The city of dreams. City the greatest of dream. city in the world. You're a jet let's hear it for new york (laughs) you mess with one of us you mess with all of us oh yeah set up the cranes (laughs) but he's not gonna boot over time (laughs) so he's not gonna make it he's he's gonna gonna make make it (laughs) god i love those movies (laughs) i love them so much um, so uh, Tony and Peter are starting their superhero isms. Uh, there's a great moment where Cap, where he says Cap wanted to throw you in jail. And, <laughs> and so we cut to uh, the apartment 
Uh, Wait a second. I'm sorry. There's a thing that we glossed over yes, that please. you guys don't know because it happens in another book. But it's when Tony pulls off his home and is like, listen, uh, my girlfriend made me do this. And, and <laughs> Peter's like, your, your girlfriend's like, yeah, when you get older, you'll realize that there are things in your life that you do simply because a girl asks you. And he's like, wait, who's your girlfriend? Are you, are you dating Carol Danvers? Because Tony and Carol Danvers are hooking up. I did completely gloss over that when oh, I was reading it. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing from New Ultimates. Interesting. Tony yeah. and Danvers are fucking. Such a Tony thing to do, too. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to sleep with my boss. Yes. Uh, a thing that makes uh, Hawkeye notoriously very angry. <laughs> Why? Because he wanted to date Tony? No, because Hawkeye... Because <laughs> yes. Hawkeye fucking hates Carol Danvers because she's not Nick Fury. <laughs> well, yeah. also because she's a cop. Top cop! Top cop! <laughs> so we didn't mind Nick Fury being top cop. He's just, you know, sexist. Yeah, well, he's, he's Nick Fury. He's ultimate. <laughs> so we cut to uh, Felicia Hardy's apartment, and we find out she's also ultimate Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah. We, we knew this. We knew this. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But at the time that we found this out, she wasn't being drawn by Sarah Pacelli. That's true. That's yeah. the thing. I've never been a big Catwoman person. I've never been a big Black Cat person. But you put them together, and I'm into it. <laughs> and drawn by either Sarah Pacelli or Joelle Jones. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. I'm there. Yeah. But she she comes really in through her window. She's got the Zodiac key. But guess who, who's also there? It's Mysterio. I love that he's just popped a squat on the chair. Like on the beat. Yeah. Again, <laughs> big Brad Pitt energy. Yeah. And they're talking about negotiation. They're they're talking about yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, So he asks, like, "What do you want for the key?" And she goes, "I want you to go away." And then there's a flash of white, and he's gone. But then he just pops right back up. He's like, "Look, listen to me. Hey, look, you cannot activate the key like that." And we find out this is essentially just a wish-granting key, Mm -hmm. though there is a price a large price. And so again, big, big page of exposition where he talks about like, this is what allowed Kingpin to hold his power. And he's like, I want you to give me the key. And he says, there's a price that comes with turning the world into what you want. And it's more than someone like you was willing to spend. We cut over to the Hall of Iron Man armors. Holy shit. I love this. I love a page like this so much. Uh, And it's got two of my favorite looking armors I've ever seen in my life. The Silver Centurion, which is the best Iron Man armor ever. Incorrect. And if you look on the left side, that's a Stiltman armor. That's just Stiltman. Yep, it's just Stiltman. Stiltman with a helmet. Tony Stark is secretly ultimate Stiltman as well. He also created Bender. If you go into the back, yep. middle. God, you're right. Holy shit. Uh-huh. That, Bender's yes. back there. Yeah. Bender is back there. That was the thing that made me laugh so much on this. Was just like, I didn't oh even notice God. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you were looking for the suitcase armor before. Bottom uh, right side. You see it right there. You are oh, absolutely right. right. There it is. Iron Man too. It's Hell right there. Yeah. Without a helmet, but it's right there. And we also get to see the infamous armor right next to that from The Crossing. Oh, my gosh. Team Tony forever! (laughs) Uh, You know what? 
when we reboot Ultimate Comics, I'm bringing back no. Teen Tony. No. Teen Tony. Uh, no. Ultimate Teen Tony. No. That's what's happening. No. So no. We see we see kind of the way that Tony tackles crime fighting. And the two mm-hmm. of them are going through this grid of the city when all of a sudden there's this gigantic energy pulse. And we see Felicia in the middle of rubble and bodies and an entire building being torn asunder. She used the key. She tried to kill Mysterio. And she couldn't. But everyone else around her died. I just, oh, God. Heartbreaking. Because she wasn't prepared for the price. And as Spidey and Iron Man get there, she hands over the key to Mysterio. And there's a large one more. We get a classic sky beam. Classic Uh Michael Bay sky beam. Brings us to issue 154. uh, Where... We see uh, Mary Jane showing up to the house, to the Parker household, where uh, she reunites with Gwen. Two of them have a little friendly, uh, friendly conversation where Gwen catches her up on everything. And then we see the sky beam. Yep. And we cut back to the battle happening in Soho, where uh, Iron Man and Spidey are trying to get the Zodiac key away from Mysterio. And at one point, Mysterio uses the key to blast the shit out of Tony Stark. Yeah. Just rips through him and his armor. Fucked up, dude. He might be dead. We don't know. Uh, Spidey is able to get his hands on the key. But uh, Mysterio isn't going to let him have it. So him and Felicia and Spidey are now in a three-way trying to get a hold of this key until Spidey accidentally activates it and opens up essentially a wormhole in the sky. Yeah. Incredible page. Yeah. Yes. Incredible page. Yes. Stressful as shit. <laughs> you, you could see Bruce Campbell just being going like, oh, for God's sakes, how do you turn it off? And then he flies <laughs> into it. You mean the pizza papa? <laughs> so... Uh, Pizza Papa, unfortunately, was a victim of the ultimatum wife. Sorry. Yeah. He, uh, he got paid he, with his life. He did. Oh, he did. Now, now, now it's uh, Pizza Papa Jr.'s. Oh. Uh, so. Baby Papa. Baby Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Boy. Pizza, oh, Pizza Lad. <laughs> Pizza Lad. Uh, and we see... Spidey drops the key and Mysterio shows up and he's got a gun. Um, two of the three of them basically scramble for the key. Mysterio is just about to get his hands on it after disabling both Spidey and Felicia until Tony's alive and he's back and he gets him in a chokehold. Can I tell you, I love this look for Tony of just gloves and boots. Yep. Yes. And then Absolutely. like his like under armor, like, suit thing that he has on i think that looks cool and if you want to see more of that just go watch iron man 3 because that movie slaps because it's the best iron man movie aside from civil war yeah so tony reaches in and we find out (laughs) that mysterio is not a man he is a robot so this mysterio has been piloted by someone yeah someone has been using this as an as essentially a doom bot 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very curious. Yeah. Like, is this still Quentin Beck? What's the deal here? <laughs> What's the right. deal there indeed? And so uh, we see immediately Tony is like, and who are you? To Black Cat. And uh, he's he's got other stuff on his plate, though. So he is able to put the Zodiac key in a bubble. He's like, I'm going to go take care of this. And then Spidey and Felicia begin a relief effort to I out. fucking love that bit. So good. Where he walks away, where Peter walks away, and she's like, where are you going? And he's like, are, are you going to help or not? <laughs> and they immediately start pulling people out of the rubble. That's fucking awesome. That so is, cool. That is, yeah. That's the way to end a superhero movie right there. That's like at the end of the Batman, you know? The, the only good part of the Batman. Yeah, Stop! <laughs> that movie was great. It no, was pretty not. good. So we then cut to Mary Jane in her room because, again, something we glossed over, Gwen revealed to her, hey, we broke up. Like, we're officially broken up, broken up. And Mary realize, goes to uh, open her window and finds that Peter's sitting on the windowsill. He's been through a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And he hasn't had anyone to talk to. And Mary Jane invites him in. I love this. Absolutely love this. Uh And that's how the issue ends. Uh Which brings us to our final issue of uh, of this round. Issue 155. Yeah, baby. I'm going to call it now. One of the greatest single issues of a Spider-Man comic I've ever read in my life. 100%. This is top five Spider-Man comic issues. This is three and three. Issue of Ultimate Spider-Man in general. I've been waiting for us to get to this issue. This is my second favorite issue. It's it's right behind number 13. I was... Womps. I was going to wait. I like... I got to... 154 and then i was gonna wait and i'm like okay what's the next issue and then i saw who was drawing this and i was like well i'm finishing this i'm finished this right now right now for for those of you who are active in the twitter space i have made my views on chris somni very very clear he's he's a modern master he's a modern master he's a modern master him and wade did the best daredevil run you can fight me you'll lose but Uh, i mean i love chris somney's art currently he is killing it right now in firepower the best book that no one is reading go fucking buy firepower go fucking buy firepower you want adult peter parker married with kids and dealing with the supernatural shit that he has to deal with buy firepower you You want a good ass iron fist story buy firepower buy firepower you enjoy a... the current Flash book where Wally West is married with kids and doing the superhero thing, dealing with his kids, also possibly having powers. Go buy Firepower. Buy Firepower. It's fucking all. You want to see cool ass dragons? Buy Firepower. You like Invincible? Buy Firepower. Buy Firepower. That was that was going to be my question. I was like, that's Robert Kirkman, right? That he yes. Yes. That he did that. Okay. It's the best thing he's done since Invincible. Since one hundred percent, easily agree. Easily, I was, say the, I was gonna say the Walking Dead, but okay, sure, we'll go. Nah, yeah, fuck, no. fuck <laughs> zombies, fuck the Walking Dead. Nah, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. But Firepower is an Fire instant power. classic. Go read it. 
So yeah, all that is to say we have a new artist in this issue, and uh, he's Chris Somney. Yeah, one right. of my top five of all time. Uh, Chris Somney is incredible. And this he's was over 10 years ago, Chris Somney, and it was still <sighs> fucking incredible. This Isn't is before it wild his run. He, he looks just the same here. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's so cool. It's in, from then till now, it's improved, but not by much. Not by much, because there wasn't much to improve on. There wasn't much to improve on. He's exactly. He's more stream, a little more streamlined, but that, yeah, it's barely. This is, barely this is right after Thor to Mighty Avenger, which is yeah, if you have another it, one of classic. the greatest books. Yeah. What? <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah. It, was a sh- it was a short little, what was it, four issues? Eight issues? Yeah. Eight issues. Yeah. Uh, basically yeah. retelling an, a Thor origin story for the modern. It was basically, it was basically an ultimate Thor book. Yes. 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 Where they, oh, it's so fucking good. Where so, I first so started good. falling in love with Jane Foster. It's a it book is, I reread every year. It's so yeah. good. And it's so hard to find too. It's yeah. so hard. It's been out of print. I think they're bringing it back in the print. I think I saw something about that, but it's probably not going to be for a while. I have the yeah. single issues of it. Oh, I missed. Oh, man. I missed my chance to get a trade of it, so I still have those single issues oh, just I'm sitting so there. Yeah. I need to reread I've, I've got that the now. Trade. It's so good. It's oh, so, man. Good. Oh. so good. Um, also, as a side note, this week I got one of my my Grail trades. I've never owned a hard copy of Doctor Strange: The Oath. Oh hell yeah! I found oh, it hell. in my shop. At a boy, yes. And I was like, "I am buying you right now." The oaf. It's it's my favorite <laughs> Doctor Strange story. Nicodemus West, baby. Favorite Doctor Strange story. It is, and I did a full episode on this, so you can go back in the archives to check it out. The perfect Marvel comic. Oh, oh, Jacob, do you know? Do, do you know about the new Doctor Strange book that's coming out? Right, right now. That, no, it's that's... it's starting in like November. No, it's called Doctor no. Strange Fall Sunrise or something, drawn by Trad Moore and written by Trad Moore, and I think that's gonna be your shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is uh, is Eric not about that? Is that Eric, what that is? What's happening? No, is that why? Trad Moore. Perfectly good, strange book. No, I I agree. Right I agree. Now. This one's like a flashback. This one's like a flashback story. That's why. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> And it's been in the works for like six years. They should have done it six years ago then. (laughs) Clea Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. I I agree. She is the Sorcerer Supreme. 100%. Okay. 100%. She's Uh, also mommy. She is 100% mommy. She's Um, mommy. Oh boy. But speaking of Somni's art, uh, Somni does my favorite spider symbol. The upside down spider like it's crawling down his costume. oh yeah hell yeah, hell yeah. my yeah. favorite spider symbol i love it so much i'm also um, really glad that uh the when spidey's like swinging to like the daily bugle it's the it's this it's the same building from the rammy uh yes. trilogy the flat iron. Yeah. yeah 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 it's yeah, yeah it's so and there, good. there's something magical about spidey with a backpack yes there's something just magical about it it's mm-hmm. just classic. Because mm-hmm. no matter how old you are, backpacks are always useful. Mm-hmm. But we see, as Jacob alluded to, Spidey's back at the bugle. Peter is there to meet with Jonah. And we see how much the bugle's changed. This is one of the magic moments of this book. Because we mentioned at the beginning of this uh 
at the beginning of this uh, uh, story, at the beginning of this run, the Daily Bugle was a failing newspaper because mm-hmm. it was a newspaper at the onset of the age of the internet. And now they're dailybugle.com. Uh-huh. They are with the times, computers everywhere, people who know how to use them. It's great. Uh, Pete gets to see, once again, the ultimate Chad. Then mm. mm. Europe rolls up. This is the sexiest I've ever seen him drawn. <laughs> Christ. This is what I was talking about earlier. I want him to just fucking ignore me. <laughs> just passing by and go like good to see you not even a good to see you just like just walk past and, you. That, and that face that peter has in the third panel is exactly me going like mm, i tap that yeah <laughs> i need that is, I need, that is a damn that man is hot uh, yeah <laughs> uh we see that jonah kind of ushers him into the office and he reveals the the wound on his head which is gnarly yeah gnarly that's really rough um yeah it is wild but and he's replaced it with a old newspaper man hat which i oh, yeah. love because it goes right together with the style his fedora he looks so like he's ripped good. out of batman the animated series yes yes, yes but that's is. also just somni's art in general maybe. yes yeah. because it's incredible <laughs> um and so they talk they talk about him being spider-man and this was kind of the moment for me, right? Where I looked at this version of Jonah Jameson and the comics version of Jonah Jameson in general and realized that we are never going to get this conversation between no. Peter and Jonah in the MCU. No, exactly. Because yeah. the Jonah of the MCU is not a good person. No. And we've established that. Yeah, he's Alex Jones. He's Alex Jones. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and, he's fucking yeah. Glenn Beck. And yeah, Jonah yeah. tells him, like, I could have outed you, but I didn't. Like, Lord knows it would have gotten us clicks. It would have gotten us, sold us so much. We would have had a license to print money, but I owe you. And not because you saved my life. It's because of everything you've done. And he says, I want to do something for you. And Pete's like, can I have my job back? And Jonah's like, okay, uh, why? And Pete says he wants to go to college. And Jonah's like, okay, I'm going to pay for your college. He's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking for. Like, no, I don't want you to I pay for want that. Yeah. Like, I want to pay for college, but I need a job. And so Jonah says, okay, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hire you back. I'm going to give you a pay bump and I'm going to start putting money into a scholarship fund. That's just how it is. And Pete says, I also need a little bit of leeway to leave whenever I want and not get punished for it. And Jonah's like, done. Done. But you have to give me the scoop. Yep. Exclusive. You save somebody, you bring the story to me. And it makes me irrationally angry. Yep. Because this is the setup for a perfect Spider-Man book. For a perfect Spider-Man book. Yeah. Yeah. Down to Jesus Christ. I mean, this this is one of the best Spider-Man scenes I've ever seen. The bit at the end where he's like, you know what? This... It, it took a long time, but I think we finally understand each other. Welcome back to the Bugle. And they shake hands, and he's like, now get the hell out of my office. I'm trying to run a paper. I mean it. Out. <laughs> and he's still smiling, shaking his hand. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Like, that is my J. Jonah Jameson. 
right there. <laughs> I just want to love that guy forever. And speaking of the good. antics that would come off from the a series of just having this combo from this, it's just it would with, be incredible. I, it would be yeah. so. Funny. It's a whole I mean, it's different spin. On, on spectacular, like this, yeah. literally where that goes. It's a yeah. whole different spin on the the Clark Kent, you know, yeah. dilemma. And Perry like, White, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of good, mm. next panel. The Fast oh. Five are back, baby. Yeah. It's all about family. But Ooh, better yeah. because they're being led by Rocket Racer now. Rocket yeah. Racer! Rocket Hell, yes. However, it's Just not to uh, not to last. It is money earned. Not to last. <laughs> because who shows up? It's the Crimson Shroud. Hell yeah. Crimson Shroud. Who immediately just kicks the shit out of all of them. Spidey webs them up. And then the Crimson Shroud goes to leave, but Spidey's able to make her stay. I love that. So good. Also, uh, so then we get to the next page. Turning the page. <laughs> yeah. And I would like to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, my fashion icon of the week. Oh, And boy. also, yes, listeners, you've heard me say a lot of things on this book club. <laughs> One of the things that has run through this this season of the book club is how much i adore the girl who walks through fire but now kitty pride is goth kitty pride yeah it's a whole new ball game yeah yeah it's like bendis new what was going on with teenage Eric at the time he was writing this and was like, you know what? He's not going to read this for at least a decade from now. This is, I'm going to give this to him. (laughs) This is for him. I specifically listen. I 100% actively tried to date a girl in high school who looked exactly like this. Like this was, this was her costume. Like this, this was it. I tried very hard. all the way down to the striped armbands uh-huh uh-huh yeah all the oh, way up yeah. to the shoulders you know like almost to the shoulders yeah, yeah. oh yeah it was, it was it was the jeff hardy look like yeah <laughs> those armbands were all the rage like oh, man oh problem the hello kitty purse and everything that the, yeah, the that's, hoodie. see that's what elevates her for or like shifts her from goth to scene kid yeah scene yeah. kid kitty yeah with the belt that says kitty it's uh i also love that her her shirt is uh emulating the dragon it's It's lockheed it's Mm -hmm. yeah we stand we stand at all and so kitty is going back with peter to the parker household and they're kind of recapping each other and what's been going on and then we get the ultimate betrayal Uh uh-huh we find out that Kong's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The last time we saw Kitty and Kong, they were running off into the sunset together. Bonnie and Clyde style. Yeah. Turns out right after that, he went back home to his parents and they left and moved to Wisconsin, breaking up with Kitty in the process. So here's, so here's the thing. I'd like to put a little bit of a time frame on that. Go for it. Because last we saw them, so they escape from the school. They're in the sewers. They're running off. 
Then we see Kitty attacking all those news people outside of the Pride House. Mm-hmm. I think it happens before that. And that's what prompts that attack. And that's why Kitty's like, no, fuck you guys. You all left me. Everyone leaves me. Oh, is is that timeline-wise how that worked? Yeah. Yeah, because that because that came after they escaped the school. God damn, they, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so, it does. I think that, that happens. That, that's canon. And that's, that's what set her off. That's true. I absolutely- and that's why she thought that Peter knew, like, oh, right, they just moved off. Like, they disappeared. That's why oh, I was so pissed at you. Oh, God. Man. That that's makes so, so much sense. And that's good storytelling. Great really storytelling. storytelling. Yeah. Great storytelling. Yeah. And so they're like, look, we're, we're currently collecting wayward teens in my household. Um, how about you, like, just come in, say hi to everybody. Everybody missed you. He opens the door. Oh, yeah. It's his birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> so this is, uh, it's just, it's great. It's great. I love it. It's great. Uh, Pete forgot it was his birthday. I love it. This is what was taken out of uh, Spider-Man 2, right? Yeah. At the beginning of Spider-Man yeah, 2. I mean, yeah, it, it's the thing of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, we've got everybody there. Uh, Bobby Drake and his white rabbit looking ass. Uh, <laughs> this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's in his fucking Luke Cage cosplay. Luke Cage is my favorite superhero. <laughs> it's all about the power, a- man. Speak I want to be a. <laughs> I want to be a hero for hire. Can you hire me? <laughs> hey, Christmas, I ain't taking no fools. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Sweet he 100% has called Johnny a jive turkey at one point. <laughs> I didn't know who the person standing behind Aunt May was. I you thought he was just him? this random dude, but you didn't, you didn't recognize him. It's our boy. No. It's our boy Ben Grimm. It's our boy Ben. Also, let's talk about how hot Aunt May is. Jesus Christ! Hot? How hot? Aunt May. I mean, just they're all. Chris Sammy no, draws great people. Yeah, they're all drawn really well. This is a great moment. Peter's there. He's he's being surprised by his closest friends. We see everyone embracing, and then we see in the corner the girl who waited. There Mary it is, Jane Watson, standing the in the one. doorway. She's always been standing in the doorway. She looks like classic. She looks I like love classic that she Mary Jane. Randomly looks like classic Mary Jane Watson now. Seriously. And this it's, is it's, John Romita Sr. Mary Jane Watson. 100% yes! this and is John Romita Sr. It's so good. It's so It feels good. like, and I, look, listeners, we've been through this a while. Uh, we've been binging it. So I don't know how this more or less translates, but it feels like this is a natural evolution of the character. 
We've yes. been building to this. Yes. And we're not saying that the 616 version is better than the ultimate or vice versa or whatever, but it is a great moment to see at the height of Peter. He got his job back. He's being mentored by the greatest heroes in the world. He's with the people he loves and he sees the person who as readers of comics, we associate with him and she looks just as classic as she has before. Mm -hmm. And you see that Peter recognizes that too, because in the previous panel, everyone's embracing him, but he sees her. Yeah, he's literally hugging the shit out of Susan Storm right now. Yeah. Like Susan Storm is hugging the shit out of him. And he clocks eyes with one person in the room. All he sees is her. All he sees Chris is Somney her. draws the prettiest women. Prettiest women. He really, really does. Yes. Agreed. Just uh, also see Kirsten McDuffie. Oh, so, oh wow. The greatest daredevil love interest of all time. Uh, Eric? Period. Eric? Period. I usually no disagree discussion. With you on your Daredevil take. This is 100%. You are absolutely right. We yeah, got him! Got him! We got, got him! him. You got are him. absolutely right about that. Christian we got him! Hit the confetti! Play my music! Wait! We got him! We got him! Oh my god! Where did you guys come from? We're being a marching band! Good times. Come on. Oh Give us five god. minutes, the mariachis are on their way! We got him! I love this. Hey. Hey. hey! There we go! Is that, we have, is that Shakira? Oh my been, god! <laughs> we have been friends for almost a decade, and I have been waiting for this moment. You are right about that. Listen, I will never say that the Wade Somni run is the best run on Daredevil. We but, are allowed to disagree. But you are absolutely right that Christmas Duffy is the best Daredevil love. The greatest. The Period. greatest. Um, we see that we see that Mary Jane is uh, giving him a gift. She and I fucking again, this is Bro. <laughs> this is classic Mary Jane energy. Where yes. she just goes so kitty huh like i oh it's so good it's so good he, and he goes she just showed up she's like i'm so happy for the two of you like she's busting his balls immediately uh-huh and he doesn't she, read because she knows she's got him in the pocket yeah and that's the thing the the immediate confidence shift that she has here is really interesting and it's this is way more confident Mary Jane than we've ever seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it gets it's due to the conversations she's had with Gwen, the yes. life-threatening stuff that she's been through. Like yes. again, this feels like a natural evolution for that character. Yes, she knows exactly where she stands now. For the first time, she officially knows where she stands. And she knows what she wants. And she knows what she wants. And she's going to get it. And so no. We see, uh, she's like, hold, she's like, this is for you. She gives him a gift. Uh, and straight up, I saw this and I was like, it's invincible packaging. I'm like, oh my God. She I, got him a copy of invincible number one. <laughs> I, I thought she got her something from Ukraine. I don't know why, but it, that looks like a Ukraine flag. Or Sweden. Sorry. Or Sweden. Yeah, there you go. Something so like she's funny. like, I bought you something from Ikea and had it gift wrapped. Yeah, That's there you so go. funny. 
<laughs> she, you imagine she's like they're web shooters. You have to build them yourself, though. And the oh, them yourself. Oh, yeah. And the instructions. There is instructions. So one hundred percent, Peter would be like, "This is the greatest gift anyone's ever given me." Seriously? They called this Vems because he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> Where's the tool that I'm supposed to use to tighten all the things? Where the fuck is that in the pa packaging? She's like, "Oh, Tony isn't here." <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was funny. Uh, uh, so she basically says, "Look, it's from Tony. Uh, Aunt May call." She said, "Aunt May actually had the temerity, great wordage, great to, word choice, to call a billionaire industrialist superhero and invite him to your birthday party." And so he didn't have time, so he sent a present, and they were new web shooters, redesigned. Again, things are on. Everything's coming up Millhouse for Peter Parker. <laughs> they fucking glow. That's what's kind of cool about these web shooters is they're glowing from the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite bit on this page is that last panel where Peter's looking at them and you can tell that Peter is like trying to A, figure out how they were tinkered with and B, figuring out if he could tinker with them again. Yep. Mm. Science head Peter Parker and... The most I loving love expression on Mary Jane's face. Just yes. boys and their toys. Yes. Yes. I, oh, God. And then we get the conversation. We get the very next pan. I love this page. I love yeah. this page. Mm -hmm. And I love the conversation. She just goes, so about the other night, and he just goes, I love you. Immediately. He's like, all, the cra all this crazy we've been through this year. I see you. None of it matters. He's like, I'm going to earn you back. And she says, you got me back. I mean, yeah, duh. And, he's, and he apologizes. She's like, I didn't ask you to apologize. And he says, I just like to randomly apologize for things. And she says, you do. It's cute. And then the very next page, they kiss. And she says, happy birthday, tiger. He says, what's with the tiger? She says, I like saying tiger. They kiss, and all is right in the world for now. The last panel no. we get is next issue, The Death of Spider-Man. Now, if this is where, if this was where they announced that, that was this next story, that would be fucking brilliant. Insane storytelling yeah. in that. That would be brilliant. Like, I'm, if this okay. Is where they said, next the death of ultimate spider-man and that was it gonna be like, oh, holy shit what <laughs> <laughs> yeah everyone would have just thrown their books up in the air and going like what is going what yeah i just L listeners i've i've made it pretty uh pretty clear i'm a pro wrestling fan and there is nothing more magical than getting surprised in wrestling because everybody knows everything at this point and what Malcolm is describing, if you turn the, if you get through this incredibly, incredibly well-crafted uh, issue, get to this last scene of them, everything being right in Peter Parker's life for the first time since this book started, mm -hmm. and you get that last panel, huge pop, Road Warrior pop, easily, Road like Warrior pop. incredible. Um, that does it for this week. Gentlemen, final thoughts on this volume and what was your favorite part? We're going to go to Malcolm first. I love this volume. I 
I I think it's great. It's such a great return to classic Ultimate Spider-Man, which I realize how stupid that sounds, but classic Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, issue one five five is one of the greatest single issues I've I've read. Man, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. That is a perfect single issue of this comic. So that's that's the best bit, easily. Jacob. Uh, okay. Uh, this was an, um, was a very, I had my issues with it just because of the, like, it felt very lackluster for being like the last thing before a huge ass event. And honestly, it's still great. It's still fan, not a phenomenal. My favorite part is still is that moment with, uh, uh, Aunt May monologuing into the phone. And then all of a sudden tap, tap when it's just right there. It, I laughed so hard uh audibly that my boyfriend like heard me in the other room and um, <laughs> it was just so funny in the way it was put um that leading into tony stark just arriving you know it that that whole sequence was just my favorite part as well as the last issue of this volume because of the artwork and also how great it sets as uh, just just ties everything in a nice bun uh, gotta give it up for like for Chris and also Scotty Young who was like my favorite parts of these in terms of artwork like holy crap like it was so neat to see like these all these artists a part of it check it out listeners because of just if you've gotten to this part this, this is the one of the best volumes that we've read uh, throughout this run honestly yeah I'm, I'm with both you guys like this was this is one of my favorite volumes in our entire read through of Ultimate Spider-Man mm-hmm. um Favorite part, like Malcolm said, issue 155 is one of the most perfect Spider-Man issues I've ever read. It is so good. All of the artists in this volume are incredible. And I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Sarah Pacelli, who stepped in and just immediately knocked it out of the park. And you understand why they kept her on for the book going forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, incredible stuff. And I absolutely loved every single issue in this book, whether it was the, uh, the reunion of characters that we've been missing, whether it was tying a bow on certain plot lines, whether it was the incredible sexual chemistry of Black Cat and Mysterio, mm-hmm. like this book absolutely slaps. And this volume is one of my favorites in all of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. So that does it for this week. But before we get into next week, we've uh, we've got a couple emails, which means, uh, Malcolm, what time is it? It's the mail time! You okay? You sounded like you pulled something there. Yeah, I was just uh, expelling uh, uh, demons from me. Sorry, got it. I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. So. Exercise the Fair demons. enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, our first email comes from Jacob Goodhart. Hey, new, what a great uh, name. Right? I thought so. Great name. Great name. <laughs> uh, he writes, Dear Geeksplain Podcast, longtime listener of the book club since the days of Invincible. When you guys started going through Ultimate Spidey, I was excited. I read the book series growing up at my local library after school, and for the longest time, Ultimate Spider-Man was my Peter Parker. Hell yeah, bro. After a while, I started picking it apart and found things I liked, the symbiotes being created by Peter's father, and things I wasn't huge on. Pete can't keep his identity secret to save his life. Mm -hmm. But overall, 
I loved the ongoing story and was genuinely sad to see it come to a close. I was reading the J. Michael Straczynski run at the same time as this, and both of those kind of informed me of who Peter Parker was as a character. Recently, the comics took some turns that I haven't liked. So instead of wallowing on on Dispose, I went back in time with this series with your book club and started rereading it. Uh, binging why I love this character all over again. Can't wait to see what you guys cover next week or cover next with the book club. I have an idea based on what Eric liked about a certain run about a man without fear, but whatever you pick regardless, I'm excited. Keep being awesome, Jacob Goodhart. Jacob, you're speaking my language. Uh, that might be down the line though, uh, but I would absolutely love us, love to cover that, especially with us just having gone through uh, a Somni issue. Um, it's interesting to me that there was a period of time where you had high school Spider-Man in one book and married yes, 30-something Peter Parker in another book. Yes. And they were running at the same time and they were both successful. Yeah. Yes. That's how it should be. It's crazy As to me. Those right? two always trying to make adult Peter Parker be have the same problems that teen Peter Parker always has. Yeah. This is how it should be. Even no, though I will even though like spider even though millennial Spider-Man is a little more adaptable because of just like how I I, I kind of want that more of just like the combo of uh of like trying to keep the job that you're going that even though you've been with the same career for a while. I don't know. I just I kind of well, like I mean you can do that at really any age. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the the way that they're doing it right now in the the PlayStation games, perfect. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes. I will say that I've actually been really loving the uh, the current run, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, me too, um, man. I I mean, I wasn't huge on the weird placement of the Hellfire Gala tie-in, but again, that just comes out of scheduling. Yeah. Um, but. Otherwise, like I've been really enjoying it. It does. It is a reset in a lot of ways. It is a reset to earlier, you know, common ground that we've treaded before. But sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's a nice comfort. Um, and I will say, you know, give it some time. Maybe try out uh, the current stuff a little bit further down the line. Um, if you don't like what's been going on recently, skip Dark Web from what I hear, uh, <laughs> even though yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic about it because it has two of my favorite clones. As the I'm villains. stoked about Dark Web. It's going to be I'm, fun. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm excited, but they've been letting me down recently with their choices on Ben Riley. So we will see. We will see. But oh, Jacob, man. thanks for thanks for uh, writing in. Thanks yeah. for listening all the way back from Invincible. Yeah. Means a lot sticking with us um and yeah i hope you stick with us through all of the uh the next books we've got we're still uh we're still formulating we're still uh percolating on what we're going to be covering next but we've got plenty of time between yeah. that and that. so uh but keep throwing your suggestions in too because we always love hearing from from all of you on what ideas you would like to see us cover and then we have an, another email from uh, our good brother adam stringfellow adam Hey, Adam's writing in. He writes, uh, hey team, hope y'all are doing well and have been having a good week. I just started up my next class for my master's degree today. So with that and work, it's going to be a busy few months for me, it seems. Adam, Jesus. Yeah, he writes, it is what it is, LOL. 
Uh, he writes, for my question this week, I wanted to ask y'all this. Is there a character in the Ultimate Universe that you don't care for that much or that you like their 616 counterpart better? For me, mine is Ultimate Cap. I've made it no secret before that I'm not a fan of the Ultimates. I think they're what happens when you let the government have a superhero team of their own to tell them where to go and who the villains are. Ultimate Cap is an example of this. To me, he pretty much embodies super toxic masculinity, blind patriotism, and very problematic, almost borderline, xenophobic views on other countries and nationalities. Being, acti being active duty Air Force myself, I have both worked with and for people that like that, thankfully very few in my five years in. Trust me, you do not want to work with and or for folks like that. Anyway, that's just my example of an Ultimate Marvel counterpart I don't like. The second being Ultimate Wolverine, because hitting on high school girls is a big problem, Logan. Would love to hear y'all's responses, and I'll talk to y'all soon. All the best and much more, Adam. Um, first off, as a quick note, um, I am a military brat whose father served for over two decades in the Air Force, so thank you for your service, Adam. Appreciate that. And also... You're 100% right yeah. on both what you said about Cap and also Wolverine. Wolverine is my least favorite uh, crossover for Ultimates to 616 because he has no redeeming qualities about him in any story that he is in in the Ultimate Universe. I don't like it. I just really don't like him. I actually really like that about him. I'm going to be honest. Really? I Ew. really like that about him. But I'm not the biggest Wolverine guy. Fair. I'm Fair not the biggest Logan guy, I should say. I love Logan. Fair. Right, right, right. Wolverine's great. Logan is, you know, he has right. a spotty track record. Yeah. So I, I like that about him, but I, I understand. Um, what are you yeah, mine's probably favorite? Cap. Yeah. It's got to be. And I mean, it, it's I've made it better in my head by reasoning that this Cap is actually just John Walker. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Once we decided that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's in, in the issue where he's like calling him an idiot and stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's John Walker. Yeah, it's John Walker. John Walker. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Jacob? is Wait, you said character we don't like? Yeah. Is that right? The character we don't like as opposed to their like 616 counterpart. I really don't like Bobby Drake. I don't in this. What? I, but he's incredible with how terrible like he is. I'm waiting for this other shoe to drop about him and it hasn't come up. Like him to get beat up by no, but by the people he's appropriating? That and also <laughs> that and also there's I keep waiting for I caught I, I I don't know why, but I remember hearing a rumor. I'm gonna spoil it right now. I thought he came out of the closet. In at some point in the six one six, he did. Oh, in, in six one six. That's not yeah, ultimate I, Bobby Drake. I That's not ultimate, ultimate Bobby Drake. Oh uh, well, no. then yeah, no. Ultimate Bobby Drake yeah. is way too straight. Yeah, no. Uh, Almost uh, offensively straight. Yeah, he is offensively is, straight. Yeah, then no. I keep thinking that this was going to be a William scenario, like an invincible, where no, he's just overcompensating nope. for like everything. Oh, okay. Nope. Then, nope. Yeah, no. It's, I yeah. Six one six. Bobby Drake came out. Yeah. No. And has uh, been doing fabulous since then. Yes, bet, yeah. honestly, emphasis on that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like I don't like Iceman in this. I just every time he's talking with Johnny, he's just yeah, and he's just instigating more of that with Johnny too, with their banter every time in these books. That's the one thing I I'm like really kind of mm -hmm. like getting over getting over it, basically with their banter back yeah. and forth with that. Yeah. So, so then yeah. I'll ask alternatively: Is there a version in the Ultimates that you prefer over their six one six counterpart? Um, I, I gotta say, Kitty Pride, uh, uh, really, Wade and everything. Yeah, I love wow. 
Kitty Pride. I think they're neck and neck for me. I I yeah. know Kitty Pride is really good in six one six, but then again, I I don't. I'm not a big X Men fan. Uh, Fair. That's another thing. I I but this a lot of the X Men in this Ultimate version have been kind of like I'm for a little bit more than actually six one six X Men. Like a couple yeah. of them. Kitty Pride is definitely the, the result of that. I I even even when he got to be together with um uh with peter for just a brief second it for was not nearly long enough no exactly it, it should have been the entire run uh, but uh that's that's really why i would i would trade everything just to have this particular kitty pride to be with peter parker in some series in the 616 uh world. yeah malcolm um my answer is a difficult answer and it's difficult to answer right now uh because we haven't gotten to this character yet Oh, but interesting. Miles Morales. Huh. I mean, his 616 counterpart does suck, so that's kind of cheating. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, Miles Morales should have stayed in the Ultimate Universe, and they never should have brought him into the 616. Okay. That's fair. All right. Because he is not special once he gets to the 616. He is one of multiple spider people. He is not special anymore. But you don't think that would have happened... You don't think that would have happened regardless with Dan Slott's Spider-Verse? Like, even if he stayed in the Ultimate? You don't no, think so? No, I, I think it would have been fine. Interesting. I think it would have been fine. That's fair. Yeah. I Because Spider-Verse happens, like, the first Spider-Verse happens while there's still an Ultimate Universe. And I think it works right. out great. You know, it's just like another Spider-Man. But, right, but I mean, by even moving now him we're doing... permanently there... Yeah. Like and having him permanently into six one six takes away any kind of special thing for him, right? Takes away because he has nowhere where he is just the Spider Man. Yeah, he is always going to be Black Spider Man, or he's always going to be Black and Red Spider Man, if you will. You know, yeah. he's he's always going to be Spider Man B. He is sure. never going to be just Spider Man. Yeah, that's why. Uh, like his video game was the second one after and the, even and the PS4. And I think uh, that universe that works the best. I think right. that's the best absolutely agree. What to do with yeah. the six one six stuff? Like I, I think it works out pretty okay there because at least he's got his own separate section. Like you know, he's his own game. He has his own yeah. game. Yeah, he has his own. He has his own agency. You know, as yeah. opposed to well, I'm I'm Kid Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. So Miles Morales is my answer. I'm always going to be bitter about that. I'm always going to be bitter about that. That's fair. Uh, my with answer, with uh, very little time to think about it, is Pedro Pascal, Doctor Strange, of course. Yes, of, of course. course. Of course. Who it else is. could it be? The way it should be, baby. Um, and we didn't get enough of him, but we will when we reboot the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, we will. But uh, yeah, so Adam, Jacob, thank you very much for writing in. If you would like to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com. Put ultimate mailbag or book club mailbag in the subject header, and we will read it here on the show. But that quick, does it. I'm sorry, and this bit should be cut out. Hey. I think we should figure out what it, next week. So we're doing the ultimate death of ultimate Spider-Man. Should we do ultimate fallout as well? next week or should we have that, save that for a separate week well the fallout leads directly into into the mile stuff right Fallout also directly follows up on death of, i mean issue 160 ends with like 
like the you know the if you enjoy this story here's where you go next it's ultimate fallout number one like it leads right into ultimate fallout and especially since ultimate fallout is just funeral stuff and just you know leading into the next era i didn't know if we wanted to do a separate episode for that if we wanted to just lump it in with uh next week or if we wanted to lump it in with the first volume of miles so i figured we should discuss that real quick first before <laughs> well, you've, you've read it not having read it i would prefer to have it kick off the miles era because miles okay. becomes the main character there but you having read it where do you think it'll flow better i, I honestly any of the three options it could be its own separate week it could be it could be tied with next week or it could be tied with the first volume for miles it honestly works in any way. And how many issues is it? Five issues. Five issues? Yeah. How many issues is the first Miles volume? Five issues. Okay. And next week's is five issues. <laughs> well, then, well, then we'll just do a separate... D- does the, uh, the, the Fallout... Do those five issues exclusively cover Death of Spider-Man stuff? Or is it other stuff involved? It's, it's other stuff involved. So then... So Art. that's the thing. Like, like there's each issue has like two or three stories, and I think like of those, three or four of the issues are Spider-Man related, mm-hmm. and then there's other stuff setting up the next direction of the Ultimate Comics universe. Okay, so that's that's what makes it kind of hard too. Yeah, is like, does, okay. does Miles show up in all of them? Miles shows up in four, issue four, issue four. Yes. So, if but just there's a lot it. of Peter stuff. Otherwise, like you get to see the funeral, you get to see like, oh, this is why Cap goes in the direction that he goes. This is why you know, like it. Well, then let, let's just make it its own its own thing. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be. Five I wanted issues. to know for sure. So we'll cool. do next week. We'll do death. Week after that, we'll do Fallout. Week after that, we'll do Fallout. Week after we'll do... that, we'll kick off the Miles era. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to. Yeah. No, sure. that sounds great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just thinking. Cool. Yeah. For sure. Good. Okay. But that is going to do it for this week. Next week, it has all come down to this. Volume 4 of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, a.k.a. The Death of Spider-Man. Issues 156 through 160, and the synopsis goes like this. Can Peter summon the necessary power and bear the weight of responsibility for one more battle? His Aunt May is there. So is his girlfriend, Mary Jane Watson. As Spider-Man fights on with a seemingly mortal wound, their lives hang in the balance as well as his. Can Spidey succeed where he previously failed? Very vague, very ominous. Um, We're jumping into Death of Spider-Man next week. So this is going to be a big one. Death of Spider-Man is interesting. It plays out like a movie. Mm. Uh, it plays out like a it plays out like a movie it's it's you guys will see i hope you like it it's gonna be very interesting so make sure you tune in for that next week issues 156 through 160 be there or be square not a circle for the death of spider-man but for now, for the Geek Explain Book Club, I have been Eric Azana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I am Jacob Brown.
That's the second week that you've broken it up all weird like that. My outcome keeps doing yeah, it. Yeah, Jacob, it's so strange. I don't understand it either. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time. Bob Shell, motherfucker.